Geek Shock. Geek Shock. I'm Chiquita Banana, and I've come to say bananas have to ripen in a certain way. And when uh, gross, Barry. <laughs> if you're going to go, go now. You couldn't hold it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to turn well, the mic in off, though. Well, in all fairness, we knew Barry no, was coming. We should have Why? What's wrong? Well, I'm, I'm leaving on. Keep the mic on. Not keeping the you're mic on, YP. What's he going to masturbate okay. in front of us? <laughs> I think it's because his dick talks. No, I should you not. He was dying. Here we go. <laughs> he locks the door and pretends the outside world does not exist. It's my time. It's my time. In there. I will be do you, in the you do the Goonies chat every time you go number one? It's <laughs> my time. Down here. Down here. Down here. It's our time. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 189. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Uh, he's not going to respond. I guess just Michael. But his mic's on. He should respond. He right? should say <laughs> something. He should. But he won't. Oh, uh, Matt Donnelly, a.k.a. Sweet Matty D. And? And Deb. And also Barry is here, but he's in the bathroom. He Dr. won't turn Clark. his mic on. He's his mic is on. He could easily have introed himself in the bathroom, which would have been so cool for our listeners. Yeah, yes. That would have been good for you. <laughs> yes. Well, and he would have introed himself twice because his wiener talks. Uh, yeah, I like how like just when we start recording, he's got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Are we are we going to go? Because i got to go to the bathroom. He's always got really bad timing. Well, yeah, you know, well, well, had a very well, small well, bladder. What would he have done if we said no? Just sit there. I mean, no, hold it. No. <laughs> Although on the plus side, at least he's getting it out of the way early in the show and not getting up in the middle of the show to go to the bathroom. That's one of my favorite parts when Paul just throws the mic down. He's like, I have to shit. And he's out. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and take a poop. <laughs> and we appreciate I'm going that, to go really. To the bathroom. I started without me. Oh, Diva uh, No, Here we, we started go. with you. You're the one that didn't want to have your mic on. Oh, you son of a bitch. You started without me. At no, least introduced yourself. With you. Well, I, Dr. Vlog. Oh, yeah. That's a voice you wanted to hear all of a sudden. Yeah. Hey, I have to wash my hands. Well, I'm not an animal. I live in a society. Your microphone's right next to your neck. Stop shouting. Sorry. <laughs> he always yeah. shouts. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you try to control him, but no. Get alcohol? It's worse. Well, we true. kind of had alcohol. <laughs> kind of. It wasn't, though. We had two Lifesavers and some yeah. rock stars. It tasted like Lifesavers and a rock yeah, star. We, we retried the uh, the double berry Lifesaver combination to the beer thing that we did, what, 10 episodes ago? Yeah, something like and that. And to mixed results. Cherry, mixed results. Cherry doesn't work. Cherry negates it, apparently. It has take to be those, one of the... Take every cherry and throw it in the garbage. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, if, if you count my mouth as the garbage, then... Yes, because <laughs> cherry is the best flavor. It's right. yeah, like American Dad on Sunday night. Did you see that one? No. Did he throw cherries in his mouth no did he throw them in the garbage come sim- similar but uh unrelated uh yeah if you haven't seen it i won't hey, spoil it for you hey, yeah. hey jeff good story yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, here we go i just picked up a cherry pomegranate tea from snapple which is new it's white tea white tea white so i'm gonna have to wait a few minutes to drink some of that i'm gonna have to have some water yeah, first. now what i'm confused by is the fact that i have not seen any neurosonic from you in a month yeah, you haven't done the neuro. You know, neuro bliss in a while. Neuro bliss is. I think they've just stopped marketing it as well as they used to, or maybe just the convenience store I stopped. Or maybe by. you stopped marketing for them. Well, that's true. I haven't done my pitches. Wait, we we cut them off. Was the end of the sentence or the one place I go for it doesn't have it? Yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> your best thing? Neuro bliss might have stopped globally marketing, or or the store blast. you get it from <laughs> didn't get it again. Well, I think it's the store that I go to right around the corner here. From these guys, oh, okay, <laughs> and they don't—they don't have it because um, there's only five Seven Elevens within a like a half mile radius of our place. Yeah, 
goes the yeah. closest. I go they the pull closest it from the shelves because it gives you brain problems. Because it's where I turn. Who knows why they... Was there some filth nugget employee who was like actually just filled himself with them? That he was like, yeah, we're all out. Yeah, we're all out of, we're all out of Neuroblitz. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got just stacks of just blue stacks caps of behind him, and just, rubbing himself just on, rubbing him. smoking six cigarettes yeah, uh-huh. in between every crevice of his fingers. There's no neurogasm, which has now become neuro eros or something, <laughs> neuromance or whatever they call it now. Neuromance. It should be neuromance. <laughs> neuromance would be great. Yeah, necromance. Oh, I'd buy that. No. Yeah, I'd buy that. In necromance heart. drink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very deep purple. Nope. Matt, where can we hear you every week? Oh, cool. Uh, I'm on every Sunday at uh, uh, Penn Sunday School. That's Penn Gillette's podcast. This uh, upcoming Sunday, we normally do go on at noon. Uh, or you can watch it live on PennSundaySchool.com. We're waiting to go live at midnight because, as you know, that Penn is on Celebrity Apprentice and some very important shit goes down this week, either good or bad. And we're waiting until after the episode and we're going on live on the air after the West Coast broadcast at midnight cool. to talk about some pretty huge shit so if you've mm-hmm. never tuned into Penn Sunday School this upcoming Sunday at midnight would be a good time to it's check fun to watch I, I've watched the live uh, feed a couple of times it's really fun when I when yeah. I wake up early enough to watch it I'm <laughs> terrible. Noon, I know I know I'm awful but I do, like, I, I, I'll wake up I'll check my phone and be like show's starting in 20 minutes and I'll be like that was 8 minutes ago and I have to go <laughs> and run and turn on I do I get up at the crack of noon but uh, it's a real fun watch uh, on the video even yeah. though it is a podcast it's, in, it's entertaining as hell yeah. and, um, or you can download it later on iTunes free all that stuff and now now, we're still going with uh, those of you who are Twitter people. Um, do follow uh, Pendulette. He, uh, every week for the past couple of weeks, yeah. they've had a, a secondary competition within the show, Celebrity yes. Apprentice, where if he gets the most retweets on a certain tweet that he posts, yep. that his charity of choice gets a cash donation. Yeah. And that charity is Opportunity Village, which is based out of here in Las Vegas. Great charity. Wonderful charity. Uh, known friends that have worked for that charity as well. Um, they put kids with uh, special needs mm-hmm. uh, to work. So give rather than just take care of them, mm-hmm. they try to find them occupations. And give them training and all kinds of great they stuff They used to like make Elvis's scarves, and now they do things like make cakes and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. really great. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good, worthy thing. So if you do uh, participate on Twitter... Do yourself a favor and follow Penn's tweets because they are interesting, number one. And number two, you can help out uh, a Vegas charity. I think he's been the champ three weeks in a row now. Uh, this will be three weeks in a row and four weeks total for all the Apprentice contestants. He's won four weeks, which is he's won more than $40,000 right? for Opportunity Village on top of what he's won. Fantastic. Wow. So yeah, so he's doing real good work for everybody on that. So do yourselves a favor, Twitter it up, uh, follow Penn Gillette. It's at Pendulette, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So follow him and Thank you, Paul. Re- retweet. No, it's a it's a it's a great cause. Um, yeah. And where can they follow your tweets at? They can follow me at uh, at Sweet Maddie D, and you can just retweet my tweet and help Ben out too if you want to do that too. But there I'm at Sweet Maddie D, M A T T Y D. Well, okay. before we go into this very busy week in geek, uh, I just want to do a clarification. Commander K came through. And fact-checked, fact-checked Andy. Uh, Thunderbird, the X-Men that we were talking about last week, was the character that appeared in the new X-Men of the late 70s. Warpath was his brother with the exact same powers who came along years later. Possibly because of a brief moment of time, Marvel was tired of resurrecting every dead character around. So Commander K wanted to weigh in on that little piece of misinformation from last week. 
So instead of resurrecting a dead character, they yes. gave that dead character a brother who had the exact same power and a very similar name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's wow. Very okay. original. Wasn't that the subplot to Beer Fest? Soap operas. It works for soap operas. Yeah. And that's what they are, right? That's what Marvel started off as. That's what it is. And yeah. yeah. That's why you it's better. Honestly, I was thinking about this today. Every good show I like now is a soap opera. And Walking we, Dead mm-hmm. is just a soap opera. No, Zombies. Have you yes, ever watched is. Days of Our Lives? <laughs> uh, I did. Back when I was younger, I haven't it's watched it recently. between a serial and a soap opera. <laughs> uh, it's just a soap opera. I had never heard of a showrunner until Walking Dead or That's because they go through so many. Well, Walking Dead does go through. Well, a lot. I would say the main difference is that in a serial, the information just gets compacted, and in the soap opera, they just stretch shit out. Oh God, forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the kids have. Did you not see years. season the two? Story's the same. Well, and, that's just it. And Sometimes plus, ain't nobody selling soap. You never heard of a showrunner? <laughs> not Were on you? that show. Were you a Lost fan? I didn't know about a showrunner on Lost. I knew about writers and directors. I right. didn't know about the showrunner. There's a big showrunner. Tra- Abrams left. And it was the guy who wrote uh, Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. He came in. What's his name? Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn came in to finish at the end of yeah. Lost. Now, he didn't stay through to the end. No. Because Everyone knew that he that had, train. Well, was yeah. <laughs> well, he probably tried to suggest something rational because that man can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. He, every book I've read from him is Meaning fantastic. Instead of them exactly. being in heaven and waiting for you, all, everybody to be what there all at once. What a bunch of garbage bullshit. Yeah. I, I heard a rumor, and it may be totally wrong about Lost, but that. They actually had a really kick-ass ending planned, and the the web, you know, chat Guessed rooms it. figured it out. Yeah, and so they had to do not what? that thing. Yeah, that wouldn't now, surprise I, me. I didn't. And I, I, so why not at least put that on the DVD as like a additional? They probably didn't even shoot it. No, but the thing is, like, I agree. That's I think stupid. Like, I think it's so stupid. It was terrible. It was truly Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, which is gross. Yeah, but Ex Machina is an excellent <laughs> comic book it by is. Brian K. Vaughn. If you haven't read Ex Machina, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant stuff. Same thing. Why Last Man? We're in, His new we're stuff in the only saga common ground so that I have with this podcast, which is I love Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. So we're in a good. Are you reading Saga yet? <laughs> Was it Saga? His new stuff? No, I haven't read Saga. Amazing. Yet. Just saga. wait. I can just try. wait. Finally got around to reading out. it, and it Isn't is it great? incredible. It is. It's yeah. so good. Mm-mm-mm. Juicy, delicious. Speaking <laughs> of, it was Free Comics Day this last week. Yay! What what joyous things did you get yourselves involved in? Mm. I went stood in line reality. for a long time. And, uh, Whoa, everyone went. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, well, I stood in line for a long time over at uh, Maximum, but it was worth it because I got a Tauntaun Halloween costume for $13. Okay. I fucking wait. I can't wait either. Yeah, now i got to complete it. I've got to get a Han in Hoth gear outfit for Halloween, but I've got months to get that locked down. No Whatever problem. listener wants to masturbate to you now has like a higher level thing to wait for. <laughs> like you're going to yep. be dressed yeah. in a Tauntaun When I get outfit. dressed up like... Han and hot gear. <laughs> I don't know if you've met that listener yet, right but now. we're getting we're getting there. I have out, out of all your listeners, that's be one. That's be one that like oh, really at least. wants to uh, rub themselves ragged. Unfortunately, over yeah, I think that listener <laughs> looks a lot like he does. <laughs> it's a twin that Marvel invented to masturbate. Very similar, very similar powers, but he masturbates to me. <laughs> Strange bearded guy drinks a lot of Snapple. <laughs> Um, but it was really uh, good. Uh, Jay put on an awesome uh, display, and he had um, stormtroopers out there. And I got pictures with my car with the stormtroopers. They were kind enough. It's really funny. The Neon City That's Garrison good. guys. Those are good. Have you tweeted those photos? Yeah, well, I, I put on, them up uh, on, on my Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I should tweet them. Because yeah. I don't have. Are you? Do you? Do you just? Do you accept friendship requests from all your listeners, or do your listeners follow your Twitter? 
I they don't neither one. You don't even yeah, if they, they if don't they follow the idea. Facebook page, it does cross post. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah but I don't post them. I don't post, post I don't use my Twitter as much as I should. Right. I retweet Penn stuff every once okay, in a while. This podcast like, has has a Facebook page. Yes. yes. And did you put those photos on the on the podcast Facebook page or just I need your personal to, page? No, just my personal page. I should You're put a jerk. It's really good. That's right. Right. I, I'll put them I can fix that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it does cross post on our Facebook page. Is okay. it just the twenty somethings that really follow Twitter and like Hollywood? I don't know. It might be in Hollywood because I, I haven't used Twitter in at least a year and a half, if not two years. Yeah. I will say that there's specifically like I don't Facebook friend anybody, anybody I don't know, mm-hmm. but I do. But I do know that people who listen to different podcasts who want to something specific from me, Twitter's the easiest way to deliver that. Yep. for me, and I will say that I'm a comedy person, so all my comedy friends like it's very big in comedy to have yeah. a Twitter. So when you don't, when you're not in comedy, the time. yeah, yeah, when you're not in comedy and you're not. In Hollywood, and you're not twenty something. I get why you wouldn't like Twitter. Yeah, okay. most of the Twitters that I follow are comedians, right. people associated with Earwolf or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's all just it's why they just post jokes constantly, you know. And it's yeah, so that so would it's be fun. funny. It is. You should yeah. start following a lot of comedians. It's fun. Problem Pat, is, you Pat get the trash in between. Well, but I mean, just just delete them if you don't like <laughs> what they're putting putting up. Just knock them out of your feed. It's not that tough. But Pat Oswalt has great commentary all the time, and. Uh, uh, always a really funny thing from Michael Ian Black. Every other day, he's got some ridiculous quip, and yeah, yeah, he's great. On he's Twitter. funny. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I can't believe I'm going to say this, say but it. you should start a Twitter for a robot in jail. No, <laughs> not a bad idea. I'm Don't, so sorry. Now every character he has is going to start a, uh, a Twitter. <laughs> Well, Total Nicoderm Stop Smoke Ski is going to be talking about how to quit smoking. It's not funny without the accent, but yeah. Total Side Note, one of the best things about living in Austin is there's a 24-7 comedy station on the radio. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. That is great. Yeah, we listen. that's all we listen to in the car. It no, it's not awesome. all country comedy? No, it's like, it is big, it's big comics, comics, it's small comics, it's, you know, hole in the wall. You live in Austin? Yeah. It's a great city. Yeah. yeah. My brother five, lives there. Five improv theaters. Five improv theaters in Austin. Wow. Nuts. Yeah, I mean, all, they, they well. are constantly having comedy shows in Austin. Constantly. Hmm. Well, we're going to turn shit around for Vegas. <laughs> By getting one improv. <laughs> one improv. We're going to get one improv. And theater. it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, I'll be closed down a few years later. No, right? shit, as long as we're the one. You know what I mean? <laughs> as long as it becomes a sex club after one, I think we can do it. I think it's possible. I think, you, I think that's it. Sex club give, slash uh, Give the green LARP. door a Some guy comes in leathered head to toes like, am I early? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Come back. To I'd like to do a tight five before I get my asshole reamed. <laughs> we have the high school kids comedy sports championship just finishing up. You can just hang out in the parking lot. Okay, okay. <laughs> God, I haven't seen I've, comedy sports in years. I've got, awesome. I've got this 14 gauge dildo up my butt, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're early. You're early. Oh, you're oh early. okay, okay. <laughs> Can I? Well, I need to. I need to tell no, this I, joke. I know. I, know. I need to tell this joke. <laughs> Okay, you, have, I, you, you have officially hit the gray area. I, I want to I want to do junk, but you cannot have that dildo. Please, please. Uh, okay, well, but if I take the dildo out, yeah. I won't be able to do a tight five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's coming out, folks. It's so one of those. Free comic book day. Yeah, free yeah. comic book <laughs> So I saw you guys at Alternate Reality Comics. Yeah, Alternate Reality. I I miss Alternate Reality, but we in 
Austin have this great, great store called Dragon's Lair. It is huge. It, you it's walk the in, it's just ever. like you get a nerdgasm. And once you're, you know, you clean all the jizz all over yourself off, then you walk <laughs> into the store. Um, board games, comics, tons of uh, uh, war, um, tabletop gaming, and not like. Um, they have okay. They have like a whole side room that's just for card games, like Magic and Pokemon ooh. and all that stuff. Tournaments. I mean, it's mm -hmm. totally yeah. Card and they have room. a huge section for tabletop gaming. And on the weekends, they do open board games. You can come in, test out games they have. I and mean, it's then ridiculous. a section for tabletop like Warhammer gaming. And these are all separate. And then you have the whole store itself that has all of the comics. And then a whole humongous section for board games. I mean, I've never seen such a large collection of board games in one comic store. This place is humongous. The bathrooms. You know how usually comic stores have the bathrooms and it's one. Or you, don't you have bathrooms. Yeah. And they're questionable. Sure. There's like 10 stalls in the women's bathroom. Whoa. This place is Have humongous. you ever seen 10 women in a comic store? <laughs> <laughs> that alone, you just created a I think they had to go ahead and say no. created like a rush. Yes. It's look like the grapes of wrath right now. <laughs> <laughs> 10 women in a comic book store. Let's go, boys. There's <laughs> 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 the bathroom of wishful thinking. <laughs> great uh, great food truck scene in Austin. Oh, yes. huge food truck. Great food, food truck scene. Huge, huge, huge. Huge food? Multiple food truck regularly operating. And I found one that I loved called Pig Vicious. And it was this tiny pink trailer with a screen on the front of it that was just playing Twisted Tom Waits videos. Awesome. And then on the menu, it had, you know, a bacon-wrapped hot dog, and it had, like, a bacon milkshake. They like the bacon. Oh, and it's there. very, very few moments in life where you'll turn to your wife and willingly be like, I'm getting a bacon milkshake. <laughs> and I did that, and then I went to the thing, I'm like, can I have a bacon milkshake? We're like, we're all out. And I looked at that person like, do you know how often... I'm going to muster up the nerve to tell my wife I'm getting a bacon milkshake. God damn it. <laughs> this is my one I chance. want a bacon milkshake they now. out of good food. Yeah, yeah. A so the, so the, the bacon milkshake is still my unicorn. It's my unicorn. <laughs> it's get my there. food truck unicorn. You get don't, there. Don't get me started on food because this podcast will be nothing but food and That's then true. that'll be just it. Like, it just was like they, it was uh, last week. <laughs> Kim Jong-un just said they found a bacon milkshake cave out in... Uh, <laughs> Come on. Oh, not shitting you. Yeah? Yeah, seriously. It grows in the cave. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> You have been all about the callbacks lately there, Paul. <laughs> oh, have you been right. like watching the old shows or listening to the old shows again? Uh, Sorry. Um, no. No? <laughs> I forgot where we were. <laughs> he just mentioned Unicorn. That made me think of Kim Jong-un. Um, free comic book day. Yes. Right. So we went to Ralph's and we saw a bunch of costume people. And I'm so happy that there's costume people at, uh, at a lot of them at Ralph's. They were, looking ones, they were doing a really good job really at Ralph's. Really good job. The Young I'm Avengers couple was awesome. You got a what? A fake wait, wait, vagina wait, for it. I've got a fake vagina. Oh, thank vagina. I thought oh, you said, I've oh, got a fake vagina, vagina for that. I heard. dress awesome. up as She-Hulk. That's what I heard, too. I, I wanted to know Very awesome on. girls into nerdy activities. They I was so lost on that. Getting the, uh, you're lost getting the so yeah, yeah, Vagina is uh, an organization. Uh, Stephanie Payne and a bunch of other uh, ladies. Very awesome girls into nerdy activities. Thank you. And so they. Okay, so how did I not know about that? That sounds like the, a Gary Busey. The, it's only been yeah, like a few couple years. Very awesome girls, awesome into, girls nerdy into nerdy activities. Activity. I think they should right about the time <laughs> you're getting out of here. If you don't, if you don't buy that that second variant cover of that book, I'm going to rip out your endocrine system <laughs> right from your eyes. I will do it. I will. I'll tear it out and I will leave it on the floor and then I'll step on it and you'll hear it from eight miles away. Did you know that? Did you know the human ear has the capacity? But we don't do it because we watch too much television. <laughs> God damn good music. It is a good music. 
Yeah, people on the radio can't even see you're even doing the dirty eyes correctly. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. You gotta do the dirty <laughs> eyes. I was doing a lot of Macho Man Savage this afternoon. I came up with an idea for having For no reason. Uh, he was just sitting in his car. No, 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 because I bought <laughs> I bought a new Staring they had himself a, in the rear view mirror. I bought a yeah, new yeah. Macho Man Savage doll uh, at the toy store last night. I was in a terrible mood last night, so I went Does to say snap into a slim gym re- retail therapy. No, he just looks really cool. Did you and buy I an thought, Elizabeth doll and there, I haven't got Elizabeth yet. <laughs> Yeah, but it would be really funny. I'm doing the artist way, so today was the day that I come with a Macho Man Ready Savage impersonation. Exactly. So I thought <laughs> Macho Man doing a cooking show would be really, really fun. Oh, that would no. be fun. That's what I would like. Uh, no, dead or alive? See, that was kind of my... I was like, would I do this as the ghost of Macho Man? I'm like, nope. This is Macho Man. It had to be like shot on video like to make retro. it look like... As if it did done back in the day. But, it, but it'd be like an alternate well, future, that. so it'd be me, fat as hell... Let myself go. Yeah. Yeah. Decided that wrestling wasn't the way anymore. Just start, <laughs> start eating good food. What I like to eat. Mm. Oh, yeah. Today I'm going to make a quiche. It's real special. I'm going to just cook it just right. I'm going to put just enough cream on the top and you don't want to overcook it. Set the oven for the temperature you want it specified to, but don't always go by the box, mean gene. No, it's misleading. Occasionally, you're going to have to check on the souffle. <laughs> when you do, it's kind of, it's a, that's a type of souffle. <laughs> you correct uh, me I mean, again, I'm going to punch you in the I next don't week. Think that's right. Elizabeth, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Turn the light on on the oven. If you don't have an oven light, you're going to have to check and open the door occasionally. So set the temperature a little higher because of the heat you're going to lose when you open the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, George the Animal Steel just comes in and tears the whole kitchen apart. <laughs> just, he, just, <laughs> he serves the meal to George the Animal Steel. <laughs> and he doesn't just respect like, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no respect for the intricacies of my, my recipes. <laughs> I can't believe I slave all day for this bullshit. <laughs> I would I would watch this show. Are you kidding me? Why don't you know what? You know what, George? I'm going to just serve you turnbuckles because that's all you'd rather have anyway. Ooh, yeah, you're an ungrateful son of a bitch, you green-tongued motherfucker. Every week you'd have a celebrity guest like you'd have Mr. Fuji on for Japanese food. <laughs> yeah, 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 Mr. Fuji on. We're making sushi. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Fuji's going to help us. He's got that Magic food. Kempo stick. He's going to put a few onions on that thing and stick it over a fire. Yeah, we're going to have like a, a kebab with that fucking <laughs> stick. He's going to turn that giant. stick into a kebab. Mm, yeah, it's going to be the. comes in on the days that you're doing the continental. You know, he's like, this is American food. There's a giant one pound hamburger with a giant side of fries. <laughs> All we ever do is put butter on everything. <laughs> All we ever do is add butter to everything. If it's just had add butter to it, right? Is that Andre the Giant? Kind of. <laughs> or is that Sylvester yeah, Stallone? That's Sylvester Stallone. Like, it sounds like not. Schwarzenegger Stallone, to be honest. With yeah, okay. it's yeah. Schwarzenegger Stallone. You gotta work on that one. I don't have an Andre the Giant. <laughs> Watch uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, you'll get one. Princess Bride a few you times. You want the peanut? I have watched Princess Bride a few times. I have dogs named after the Princess Bride. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's not your doing, though. Yeah, it is. is it? I named the dogs. Really? Yeah. What Prince, are their names? That was one of my stipulations. Princess Buttercup. That was my stipulation. Was I got to name the dogs. So Princess Buttercup was our first one. We still have her. 
Then we got Lucy, who I didn't name. She already had a name. We rescued her from a breeder. So you killed her. I killed her <laughs> to make room. She didn't fit with the theme. She did die right in front of me. It was terrible. But uh, <laughs> she's dead. Mouth to mouth? Yeah, as best I could. Um, and then and you uh, came and fell asleep. Then we got... <laughs> then my... Wow. I can't believe I've crossed the line. I know you have. I, I, had, to go, I had to go to work. Um, <laughs> but um, but she, uh, then, uh, oh, oh, then, then the wife got another dog. Uh, but I said, this one's going to be the Dread Pirate Roberts, no matter what. And uh, his name was Papa's. When we adopted him from the rescue center, but we named him, changed it to Pirate. He's a Dread Pirate Roberts, and he's he just happened to be an all-black little chihuahua mix, so he looks just like little Wesley. So it's adorable. And you can see him on my Facebook. We just put up a really funny little... Uh, my wife has him trained to spin in a circle whenever they want to treat, so it's really funny. They do it at the same time. <laughs> I feel like I took the energy out of the room with my awful joke. No! <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a wonderful that was, that was joke. Did you do anything on? Did you do anything on Free Comic Book Day? I did. I uh, I uh, worked out. I uh, got my car washed. <laughs> Lame. Uh, did I do anything? No, I did not do anything for Free Comic Book Day. Okay. Um, I really, I just didn't. It was also the fourth. Yeah. It was the. It was the. May the fourth, May the fourth be, be with you. you. Yes. Star Wars. I gotta, here's the thing about. It. I'm with geeks. on May the fourth be mm-hmm. with you. There was a. I, this is the first year that I, th- I even heard of it, and it's the and, and the only reason why I heard of it is there's so much backlash on social media. People Everyone hate being it. like, "Get over it! It's so Shh. stupid." May the fourth be with you. Shove it up your. Who cares? If people want to have a good time, have a good time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I can't believe there's so much stuff. But, I want to be like, "What do you care?" I don't know. I guess if, if the, other people want to say "May the fourth be with you" and have a fun on, on another day. Yeah. We made up Cinco de Mayo. Like it was a holiday, but that's exactly what like. we do with it is nothing. Not at all yeah, compared like, to like what it is. So there's the the the, the, the distance of of Cinco de Mayo versus the intention of Cinco de Mayo versus the distance of Cinco de Mayo to a totally made up holiday, like the May the Fourth be with you. It's a closer gap to a totally made up holiday uh-huh. than it is to truth. Yep. So we are Americans are great at making up holidays and sticking to it, and I think May the Fourth be with you is awesome. May is National Masturbation Month. Yeah, and I've been I actually. Get ahead of it in April. <laughs> <laughs> Just in April. I keep celebrating it way past June. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, Dad. <laughs> it's July. Take down the Jismus tree. <laughs> Is it the Adobe? <laughs> Don't look Just at the Adobe. Take it down. The lights outside. The neighbors think we're weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I missed I missed Jismus Tree Pickup Day. I'll go on Craigslist and see if anybody wants to take God it. God damn it! Just take it to the dump. I'll walk it there. <laughs> well, let me just put an ad on Craigslist. No Jismus Tree. Nobody still wants available. your Jismus Tree. Dad. Oh, dry. We stopped watering. No, it. see, and it's a fire hazard. <laughs> Especially if you keep rubbing it that yeah, way. Yeah, go say you joke, but a little bit of friction, and that thing's a goddamn torch. <laughs> Just take it down. It's one day a year. Let it go. <laughs> it's one month a year, right? May. May. Yeah, That's a whole month. Did they do it because it is the lusty month of May? Sure. We, we only have 12 months. That is true. And I feel like when people say it's blank month, 
there's no way love blank month that has ownership anymore right like no there's yeah. like multiple yeah there's yeah. two or three things going on in month. it's like it's blank month it's blank month too the only one is february everyone's like that's black history month and everyone's like Ooh, i'm not gonna, yeah, not gonna no. i'm not gonna be like also no masturbation month yeah, no, you can't get that yeah, exactly. in there no. in february although that would make sense because of what's her name i never understood rocktober the great yeah. uh the great uh surgeon general we had a couple years back what's her name Madeline Albright. No, that was no. The, that wasn't the surgeon. What's her name? What was her name? It's terrible. But she's the one who promoted Jocelyn Elders. Uh, oh, the one that Will Ferrell yeah. always used to Jocelyn, do. Jocelyn uh, Elders, Elders uh, promoted masturbation as a safe sex alternative wisely to the yeah. masses and got law kinds of flack for it. Smart African American woman. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's talk. Well, I forget which state it was, but they're trying to stop promoting alternative uh, anything that promotes even alternative means of sex as safe sex because. They're upset at how much kids are just basically like high school kids are just very content with just like blowing each other and going down on each other. Yeah, like, they're fine with it. They're like, oh yeah, we can abstain as long as we can you know, each give other, each other's each faces other's mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, and so they're trying to to to, to curtail that. Good luck. Yeah, In the information age. Shit, yeah. if we had this kind of information, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? I can't no. even fathom what my life would be like if I had had the access to the internet the way it is now. Yeah. I really feel like, like like our grandparents talked to us about how hard it would be to like get to school in the snow. Mm-hmm. We will be telling the same passionate stories about what we had to do to get access to pornography. Mm-hmm. We used to have to go to the store <laughs> exactly right. in the seedy part of town yeah. and be ashamed to pull out we, your ID to go in. We and had to push the, the 52 and 53 buttons the right way to get that channel between <laughs> the channels. You know? Scramble porn, right? Scramble yep. porn was something that went to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And... Kids will be like, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scramble porn yeah. was the thing that you had to go to the Supreme Court to like defend your ability to scramble porn, mm-hmm. and 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 it's just obsolete. Absolutely. We we would uh, take the Playboy from the magazine rack and shove it in a big newspaper, mm-hmm. and then buy the newspaper. But here's the thing about all these stories: is it ends with, and we looked at a porno together. Which yeah, is something that kids yeah. will not relate to at all. No, because yeah. it's a very individual thing now. Yeah, yeah. they'll be I, like, "You what? Dude, like you we, all looked at tits together?" Friend turned I, eighteen. I remember in college, three of my friends' roommates, <laughs> they would all throw in a tape, yeah. two bunk beds, and one guy on a chair, and they'd go to town. <laughs> They would just jack it right there. They weren't looking at each other, but they were all in the same room still. jacking it. It's still a little weird, but yeah. but it's, but it's no, not no. that weird. That, that's the home but theater this is a story. This story yeah. you'll be telling to your grandchildren. Absolutely, I will. <laughs> it's like I will a never porno theater. That story. But it's home exactly, porno exactly. theater. It's like a home porno theater. Yeah. 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 Shit went down like that all the time. No, like, no Iron Gate came down after when you didn't put enough money, though. That's the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what the generation above us did. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We didn't have spanking boots around us. Nope. People above us went to places where someone would masturbate in a room, and you put a dollar in, and it, like a, an old rickety metal gate would raise up, and you could look at her for a second <laughs> before it came back down. Do you think? Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, still the around. Of course, yeah. the problem is that same woman is still. There are gulps. That's the fucking trend. <laughs> <laughs> At least there's truth in advertising there because they put those women on their front sign and just 
There's a wide berth around that I building. I love all that shit. The oh. Zonks. Now you pay a dollar to keep the Wow, twing. Yeah. Any listeners outside of Vegas, there's there's on a Fremont Street experience. You think this would be a prime location. Like if there's a place to have a good strip club, this strip club is in walking distance of eight hotels. Of mm-hmm. Glitter Gulch. So you think Blood Gulch from Halo. It's called Glitter Gulch. And all it's missing is a, is a wide-brimmed hat and a wide-brimmed mustache guy out front going, Come on in to Glitter Gulch. <laughs> But instead they have these... There's ads. cooch in these here heels. It looks like, you know, like 80s music video rejects on the screen when you walk up there. And they have weird sayings. Like they take off their top and censor yeah, sayings come up across boing. the tits. And it says, Adzooks. Adzooks. Yeah. Adzooks. Adzooks. pops up yeah. that covers up the tits with the words Adzooks. Yeah, gazonga. And I'm like, that's not even a, a phrase that exists outside this billboard. Adzooks is not... Bully! <laughs> I, I wish it did say bully. That bully! Bully! And, Good uh, show! When you go inside, the girls are worse than the girls on the, on the screen. Yeah. And the screen was pretty strong. No. Like, like, like strongly bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're back on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> I went there once like 10 years ago, and I remember going... Oh my God! What the hell are we doing in here? She's Let's still go. there. She's still there. <laughs> no, wait. We have a we have a girl here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Matt Downley, he does comedy. I know she's a girl. Everyone. Um, <laughs> did you in high school? Was there any kind of pornography or any kind of porno ritual among girls? No, but I also grew up in Southern California, in right. Orange County, in a very right. rich part of Orange County. That was very religious. Okay. So it was not discussed, not talked about, and it was more of something that I didn't learn till college. So right. Yeah. But that was also around when the internet came around too, right? Well, I mean, the internet started when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1980. Right. So I mean, it started. But, but it wasn't high speed until you got to college. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you still had to dial in. See, that's lines. another thing. No, that is another thing. Most <laughs> girls I know were not open about pornography at all until no. the internet came. You're right. There's that. And but I think- no, I, I mean, I, I did buy magazines I but with my boyfriend. What magazines? All right. Playboy and, you know, Hustler. And oh, she looked at girls. Yeah. You like looked at girls. Yeah. Well, that, there's not a lot else out there. No. No, no. I mean, there, there, now there, there is. is. To be honest, yeah. it's, it's, girls are prettier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yep. just. And, and men are more visually stimulated than women. So yes. pornography yeah. holds something of a greater appeal. There's still right. an appeal for women as well. Yeah. But it's somewhat different. It is. Were there like books where you read like sexual tales in a book that you guys were like reading? They're supposed to be te- technically good for you, but you were like all reading it because it had some like hot stuff in it. No. Like a twenty year ago version of Fifty Shades of Grey, right. which is I guess the big go to now. It's like every freaking thing on the internet is like this is this this is before women. I'm like come on, that's, well, that was my joke really? with my wife. Like like the Lady you know, Chatterley's 50s. Lover. My wife. Yeah, about 50 that, that Shades was of around Grey. the Lady Chatterley books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were when we were younger, the story well, my of mom, o. growing up, all she read was smut novels. Oh yeah, That's, interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, she liked science fiction. She read a lot of it, but to fill the time, because smut novels were easy reads. Mm-hmm. So it's all she read. And the first time my mom suggested a book that I actually picked up and read. Now it was the Outlander series. It's a science fiction history ish, which I believe Stars is making into a series right now. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, I mean, it's a good series. And the first sex scene in that book, and I was like, oh my God. And of course, I'm getting these pictures of my mom reading this book, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then it's just a dirty, dirty book now. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I had to step away for a minute, and I'm like, okay. That's a good And then you came to you, any questions? <laughs> That'd be a good way. So instead of trying to tell your kids not to look at porn, you can be yeah. like, hey, these are my favorite sites. Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe that was your... account. <laughs> 
hey, if you want to check out Brazzers, here's my login and password. <laughs> Maybe that was your mom's way of having the talk with you. Oh, no, my mom still had that talk with my sister and I. We were in, oh, oh, it was horrible. Take, oh, take a look at Oh, please tell me that was together. You were like your sister yes, and you in the same with room? with a picture book. I Whoa. kid you not. Was it, it pop-up? Was it pop-up? Because my parents used very hungry Paul caterpillar. That pop-up book. No. <laughs> it all makes sense now. You know, I know, I know a girl who had actually uh, who had uh, her mom sit down with her, and she did drawings as oh well to be illustrative. Yeah, and uh, the drawings were done in a way that she misunderstood and thought all guys when they got aroused, their dicks grew straight down like a pitchfork. <laughs> 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 so the first time she was with the guy, she, she like, didn't draw it in profile. No, she she just drew like she a, drew a like boing. Single leg. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't know perspective to just draw a circle because it would look just like a circle coming at you. Basically, <laughs> the first time, first time she was with a guy, and it really and they really got around. She's like, "What's she wrong?" It. She was. <laughs> 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 Yeah, were you in a terrible accident? <laughs> if you, listener, if you would like us to explain the birds and the bees to your children, please write us at comments at uglycouchshow.com. <laughs> and for a nominal fee, we will come to your place and explain the you birds will. and the bees to your children. Yeah, you will. I would never want with, that responsibility. <laughs> with a whiteboard. Yeah, and the first time Paul we send the famous Paul somewhere, someone. we get sued. <laughs> Paul can come if you want someone to stick their fingers in their ear and go like, no, 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 no. There will be a liability waiver you'll have to sign, obviously. <laughs> I'd have Jelly Biglins do it. He'd yeah, do it. He's like, oh, here's my great. wing dang. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks Maybe for we can do that video. Oh, there's an idea. That's oh, yeah. Jelly Biglins explains the birds and the bees. Oh, oh no, Jesus. that would be terrible. That would be wonderful. <laughs> So what did you do on uh, Free Comic Book Day, Todd? I went to go see Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. Yeah, I went there too. God damn it, that was hey, a lot I of fun. Yep, yeah, you I did, did too. Yeah, so uh, shout out to Maximum Comics for putting out uh, yes. free movie nights and Oops. showing the wonderful Star Trek 2. Nice yes. crowd. Thank you, Maximum J. Good crowd, good people. There was just enough silly MST3K going on to be still cool. It wasn't out yeah. of control. Was Years good. later, you notice how dated the film kind sure. of is. Sure. Yeah. Well, I still love it. Yeah, yeah. But Everything yeah, there's, there's, but it was quite promise. enjoyable. I, I was kind of surprised no one shouted Khan at the Khan moment. I did. I tried. Yeah, people did. did. I didn't hear it at all. Oh, my God. Shatner was just that powerful. Easy. He was strong. Khan! Yeah. pulled into the moment. When yeah. you're so angry, your shout echoes through the vacuum of space. But it wasn't so much uh, Free Comic Book Day as it was the day after Free Comic Book Day that was so exciting because we also experienced the Goratorium here in Las yeah. Vegas. Oh. Yes. Eli Roth's year-round haunted house on the Strip, which I've been just tromping at the bit to go try out. I can't believe you hadn't gone to see it by now. I uh, figured Just because I didn't want to go alone and I yeah. could never find someone to go with. And we talked about it several times. Yeah, but but so you guys all went together? Yeah. Yes. yes. And, verdict? and uh, the uh, the verdict is not scary. No. But a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, so it's glappy. You're glappy. That no. It exists. No, no. 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 Not glappy. It, no. I'm just, really? Nothing exactly about glappy. I really like it. Oh, not okay. frightful. The production detail. Pleasant to do. Right. The production value was very good. Okay, I got you. But as a haunted house, a gen, you know, as a general haunted house, it wasn't scary. The was, actors seemed extraneous to everything. Sure. <laughs> really, when it came yeah. down to it. I, well, now was it? Not scary because it had to be super safe. 
No. So you couldn't no. have people scared. It had nothing to do. With, it had nothing to do with its safety. Okay. Uh, it had you know a, when you go in there, you're not going to be killed or hurt or anything like that. They can't touch you. Yeah. Yeah. They, I but mean, I mean, they that's it up front. okay. But uh, there's a good story there. I just don't think the actors tell it well. No. And so. Well, in their defense, mm-hmm. I would say I've known several people who have worked there for a brief time and then have had to leave because the compensation just is not equitable. I can believe that. And so those that remain are choosing that over Burger King, I, I would yeah, say. We should, we should be nice to Eli Roth and not say that they pay everyone minimum wage. We should be nicer <laughs> than yeah. that. We should be nicer than that, um, except that I've seen his garbage shit on Netflix so he can eat balls. <laughs> Have you seen that fucking show? I made it through like eight minutes, and I was like, I'm done. I've seen the first episode, but I'm back. The I'm Howling back or more. whatever it's called. Not The Howling. What's uh, it even Hemlock called? Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove. Blue. So if you, if you go to the Goratorium and you think the actors suck, Give them five bucks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We might give a better performance. The poor things. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think it was the actors per se, as much as it was maybe like what the material that they had to work with. If they had to write, if they had to say every line that they did, it, it, it got a bit much. It well, got a bit heavy. To be I honest, no offense, but okay, I grew up in Southern California. I went to Not Scary Farm all the time, and Not Scary Farm and Not Berry Farm in Buena Park runs, you know, October first through like November, the first weekend of November, but it's only that month. And so yeah. everybody who loves horror and loves Halloween and loves all that stuff, they just put all that energy into that one month. And almost every time you go, it's awesome. But I can only imagine doing it all the time. Sure. All year round. It would just kind of get, imagine. it'd be like dressing up like a space alien and trying to keep this whole adventure in <laughs> oh, space yeah. shit going on Guys every day. What like, would that be guess like? Here we go. Here, we're in the future. Welcome oh. to our future world. Every goddamn oh. day. Hit that the would reset. Be, that would be tough. And not having a script to do <laughs> Hello, it Hello, human. Yeah. I love that job. Paul, you gotta let it go. <laughs> best, gotta let it go. Best job I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It was the best job I ever, I, ever I had. I Sick love Get that too. thing off of your head. <laughs> I love working there, too. Yeah, it was great. But... Uh, Two down things on it. It had distinct lack of jump scares to I it. I thought you were going to say it had distinct yeah, of like <laughs> no. resin. Actually, if it had a stink, it Two negatives. Odor. It didn't actually smell enough, I think. I think <laughs> He's right. It okay. It did, uh, you can assault the senses yes. and have it affect you in a way that How will How would you like you. it to smell? Like, like it should smell fart? like... Spilled soda like or something a, like people okay. are getting scared and like, jumping around. And if I'm gonna be in a kitchen smell. full of uh, full of blood, give me that coppery iron smell. You okay. Know? And the so kitchen you're saying didn't it was have too a little clean. bit of a vinegary smell, but it was very very clean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Too clean of a smell to it. I yeah. got you. It yeah. smelled. There, there was a lot of moments of various rotting flesh and a very very neutral smell. Yes. Gotcha. Where like pine fresh. Yeah. So it's essentially it's a Febreze commercial. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the other downside, the other downside Eli I Ross Goratorium, uh, whereas like most blind blindfold people, <laughs> whereas most haunted houses have a strong denouement, a final room that really pushes you out the door, yes. this did not have no. any finale. I was to expecting it. something once you got out of that to be like, holy shit, oh my god, and no, it was the exit. Yeah. Nobody chasing uh, you. But on the upside, chainsaw. I have never seen a haunted house with so much visual production value yeah. in the set. The details, crazy. And the opening, where the denouement really fell off, the opening was stellar. Yeah. The opening cool. was strong. It was cool. So cool. That's what they always say in show business. 
Start strong and then let it peter out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has that in common with the experience as far as that yes. transporter effect was the best thing in the whole yes. goddamn ride. Oh, the first time I experienced that, I was like, and after that, God. it's all downhill from there. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's all, it's, it has it's that never that. It's the run of the experience, too. Yeah. Yeah. Start strong and then let it. And oh. it. But it does let you out in one of the most beautiful bars in all of Las Vegas as far as views go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby I've Dolls, I think that. it's called. And although the drinks are really expensive, so if you can find yourself one of those two-for-one drink tickets out there, grab yeah, one. it. My God. Or just bring it's like a 13 flask bucks a drink. Bring a flask and order a club yeah. soda. Yeah, that's about standard. But they have, a, they have nice couches. For a club soda? Bl- bloody tables. Bubble. <laughs> tables covered in blood, and when you go to wash your hands in the sink, blood drips from the uh, mirrors. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah they had a nice, a lot of fun little touches like Was that. there anything like if you said Candyman or some shit like that? Or <laughs> if you say <laughs> Paul Mattingly three times in the mirror, I pop uh, out. you piss yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and feel bad. Voha appears behind you and goes, Hello. Hello. How's it? How you been? <laughs> hey. What do you know? This fucking mirror. What's up? Hanging out. This is what I do now. I, I would enjoy a Snapple. <laughs> Snapple. Hmm. I want to remind everybody that Adam, Captain Luddite, is in the Nevada Conservatory Theater's production of You're in Town. It is running through May 12th. So you have this weekend, last weekend, Tony Award winner, best musical. And so go see it. Such a funny show. Nevada Conservatory Theater. Such a funny show, and Adam is perfect for that role. I'm going this weekend. I honestly cannot wait to see it. What time are you going to see it? I'm going to go see the Sunday matinee show. And now for our entire audience, try to get uh, Billy Joel's Allentown out of your head for the next <laughs> few days. It's true. That has run through my I'm head. I'm patrolling here in Allen, or you're in town. <laughs> and they can't get and all I'm... the stains off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the golden showers, they don't wash away. <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't give a shit about Yay! All right. Oh, wait, we're in a wait, show. Yeah, oh, yeah. The yeah. show is starting in earnest now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's time for your weekly dose of Michael Bay watch. Oh. Uh, TNC <laughs> has ordered Michael Bay's The Last Ship to series with 10 episodes, which will follow the crew of a U.S. Navy destroyer after a global catastrophe decimates most of the world's population. <laughs> The crew is among a small group of survivors and could hold the fate of humanity in their hands. <laughs> dun, 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 okay, hold dun, on. Dun, what dun. is funny? That dense conspiracy thought will play out with a fair share of explosions as the crew tries to make sense of the world around them. What is it called? <laughs> what? What? What is it? What are you finding? Just, Armageddon stories hold no interest for me because you know my one fucking mantra about that. If Put a I, bullet in your mouth? I, seriously, if you can no longer have easy access to cheeseburgers and masturbatory aids, why live? <laughs> why live? So at that point, it's like, who cares if they have the fate of humanity in their hand? Oh, oh we get man. to live on a boat. Great! In a military fucking dictatorship. Wonderful. Oh, man. I will kill myself. <laughs> it would be great if they wrote a character that was your character into the pilot, right? Where like, it's like awful, everyone's screaming that like the commanding captain was like, hold on everyone. As long as, you, as long as you guys are under my watch, my job is to take care of you. And I'll take care of you until the day we all die. I will do that. It is my solemn duty, but we will not crumble. We are the only humans left on Earth. Oh, yeah. Question in the back. <laughs> do we have cheeseburgers? I don't know if we have cheeseburgers. What about, so the internet's probably gone, right? Yeah, yeah, the internet's probably gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly! <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's, he's, he's stated several times on the show, if he doesn't get taken out with the first wave, either he's going to take should, himself or out, do it. or it's oh, up to him. one of us to take yeah. him out. Question. Um, yes. Uh, 
what if they had uh, cheeseburgers and masturbatory aids, but everything else <laughs> was shit? Was shit. <laughs> it, well, it'd be it'd be how good are the cheeseburgers? <laughs> how, is is there a limit? What else am I required to do? And who will help me masturbate? <laughs> Even better. See, <laughs> they keep can... that character in the pilot, right? So there's there's the guys with like guns and like guys like communicating. And there's one guy who has like a, a, a big hard drive on his Google goggles and a flashlight in his robe. And it's just <laughs> See, I was gonna take it somewhere dark and, 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 and have the guy find out at the end of the first episode, like a cliffhanger. The cheeseburger is the masturbatory age. <laughs> <laughs> no! All these books and glasses are broken. No! You know? So does he does he eat or first or does he... Fu- oh, no. Uh, 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 no. That guy passes you out. You can have got, your burger gotta, and fuck it, too. Gotta conserve our, and gotta conserve our resources. Episode. That's a good protein, soldier. Burger. You are not letting that go to waste. You are having a jizz burger tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dad. Just throw Throw it away! It's July! Throw the burger away! So, May was masturbation month, and I'm keeping it alive for humanity. It's July, Dad. Nobody wants your secret sauce! Nobody wants it! Humanity's last hope is a cum-covered sandwich. I well, it. you guys can turn around or not, but I'm about to fuck this cheeseburger. <laughs> All right, we'll keep, we'll keep planning security and surveillance. You fuck that cheeseburger. <laughs> what do you think, Jeff? Green light? Green light? Sure, why not? Green lit. Michael Bay, are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> Perk up those ears, dude. <laughs> it can't be anything worse than anything he's already put on screen. As if that wasn't enough. Oh, boy. Jesus. Stars has also announced the tentative premiere date for Michael Bay's pirate drama, Black Sails, <laughs> which will follow Captain Flint and his 20 men years before the events of Robert Louis Stevenson's classic novel, Treasure Island. The show is set to debut January 2014. You think Michael Bay just took acid and watched Gilligan's Island and was like, I got a billion shows. We got to do boats, man. Boats is what it's boats about. Is what it's about. <laughs> and <laughs> what's his name? James Cameron will sell me that tank he built for Titanic for half price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can get a deal, guys. We can do this. News you don't give a shit about. A uh, quick recap, if you missed it last week. Uh, Henry Gribbon lost his $2,600 life savings at a carnival game trying to win an Xbox. Uh, he did not win the Xbox. He did win a giant banana. Uh, now you are caught up. Uh, College Humor offered to buy the banana off of him if they got 26,000 Facebook likes for their video. Uh, they did. Uh, College Humor has purchased the banana from Gribbon for $2,600. And what's more, they gave him an Xbox. Aww. So, uh, folks, go do stupid stuff and just make sure you do it loud enough so that people will pay you for it. Yeah, yeah seriously. Here's the thing. I actually, we, we when uh, when I wrote for, on Penn and Tell Tell Lie, we took we tackled carnival games. And that game sounds like it's illegal. Probably. Usually, any game where you actually do the do the money double up or whatever is usually a carny running his own yes. game. Yeah, I guess those I games think, are yeah. typically not allowed anywhere. Well, yeah. um, and there's there's a sheet of like all the different games where they can rig mm-hmm. um, that thing. And so, it doesn't what what specific game was he playing? Yeah, it's the basket toss game where you yeah. toss the softball and the basket toss, which is a very rigged game. It's a near impossible game to. That's run. not true. It depends on who's running the game. That's true too, and and the design of the basket size and so on. And if it has uh, springs in the back now, of it. The thing is that this guy Gribbon, which he hasn't stated to anybody prior to, has now added to the story, saying that 
the guy told him to keep playing and that he'd give him an Xbox afterwards uh, when he was all done because he was drawing a crowd. And so when he came back later to get his money back, they gave him $600 and not his whole money. So, again, this is added story to what was originally said, so who knows where the truth lies. But it's still, the thing is that, like, any time money goes on the table, usually a car knows how to rig a game. Yep. They can move the basket back an inch. They can make all the difference in the world. But see, I worked at Disneyland, and I worked at Disney's California Adventure when they opened the Boardwalk Games. Yeah. And those, I mean, it depends. If you're at an amusement park, it's different. Yeah. So Magic Mountain, I mean, they're kind of rigged, but they can't do like what a car- traveling yeah, carnival. But does. a guy at Disney would certainly get fired for running a cash game. Oh my at god! A yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. So we're not talking about right. your, your your Disney boardwalk. No. We're talking about Carney who but replaces if, his teeth with like spare corn kernels. You know I mean? <laughs> but if you Which, walk into any carnival with any amount of money, prepare to have it parted, and you know that going into it. Sure. Yes, yeah. you do. What's well, that's like living it's here in town? Twenty six hundred dollars. <laughs> living here in town, you know. Every other day, I'll throw $5 in a machine here and there, and I know I'm going to lose that money. Sure. It's money I'm ready to part with. Yeah. And then after that $5 is gone, I walk away, and I'm done. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I don't you know, yeah. keep throwing it. But also, I heard that he was only after a Connect. Yeah, well. Not a whole Xbox. Just the, the Connect. The, I think it was an Xbox Connect. Connect bundle. bundle. Uh, okay. Now, here's the, th- here's the thing that uh, he actually came out to- ahead because he did get the $600 back. And they did buy the banana off of him for the twenty six hundred. So he's actually six hundred dollars up yeah, plus he, an Xbox. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. wait till that Carney finds out that that guy profited from the experience. He's gonna get a knock on his door from a guy with a couple of baseball bats. Mm-hmm. He's not holding on all that dough. No. Four tattoos. No, the the one that we did on the show was the the, the one where you can, you pick like a hoop on a stick, like a fishing stick, mm-hmm. and you put the hoop around the neck of a beer bottle, and you can bring it up if you can bring oh, it to the stand. Oh yeah, it stays yeah, up. What's it's just any beer bottle is not perfectly symmetrically made. Every beer bottle has a, a heavier side versus a lighter side, right. and you can mark it. And so if you put the lighter side uh, down, you can pull the beer bottle up, and it will stay upright on a flat surface. But if you put the lighter side up, uh, the beer bottle coming up, the, the momentum from the heavier side will always carry over. And it's just, it's just it's totally rigged. And so you build, you build up someone's confidence by, by, by putting the lighter side down, Doing it. And, and they get used to it. And all of a sudden, you put money on the line, and suddenly they can't get the beer bottle up like they did two times in a row. Mm. They get really frustrated, and you can't see from far away the turning of a beer bottle. Yeah. Like, uh, Harry Anderson, I think, wrote a nice book on all the various carny games that... Yeah. Uh, the scams that exist. I know yeah. I've seen on TV somewhere where they've done like, behind the scenes on that, like... Uh, the basketball hoop throw where the, the, the rim is slightly smaller than regulation, so it's like just enough well, to get the basketball oval. through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're oval shaped, so they don't, the ball doesn't travel through uh, properly. And uh, But again, overall, ones, fairly yeah. general knowledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, anybody no that knows anything. Like game thinking, I've got this thing figured and out. It's not like it's like, a, like a seven year old, you know, putting out his money down. How much is an Xbox? Exactly. Like a couple hundred bucks. The, Three bones. One. Three bones tops. At, at, at tops. Maximum, yeah. You can get one for two. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous that he spent all that. Yeah. But it became a pride thing, and he's also probably not wise. No. He, got, he won a Rastafarian banana. <laughs> and that banana was like, you're a fucking idiot, man. <laughs> <laughs> news, news you don't give a shit about. Hey, my brain, the banana team. just said that. And I'm, I'm, all right, man. I'm sorry. I don't want to go live with you. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this situation is unappealing to me. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> I got brown spots about it. 
<laughs> you don't like the joke? Sorry, it just slipped out. Ah, zing, oh, zing, zing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not getting no more use from me. You done spent all your bread. <laughs> Banana, banana bread. Banana bread. Banana bread. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Sometimes I explain my jokes. That's, that's, that's the kind of banana I am. Because <laughs> the chicken didn't like that side of the road. You get it? You see? There was something over there what he not like. So he went across to the other side. Hey. <laughs> You know that banana in my head? But it, it stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just quiet. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> I killed him! I killed the beast. Listen. Warner Brothers has acquired the rights to the epic role-playing fantasy game Dungeons & Dragons. Uh-oh. They will be using a script written by David Leslie Johnson. That script is called Chainmail. It was acquired last year, quote, as a freestanding project based on an obscure game that was also hatched by D&D designer Gary Gygax before he and Dave Arneson launched D&D, unquote. And the script will be, quote, retrofitted to fit the much bigger game creation. Uh, David Leslie Johnson wrote the films Wrath of the Titans and Red Riding Hood. Uh, Have a good time. Fun. It's a shame you spent all your money. (laughs) But now, just like me, you get to be on the dole. Oh God! You see, when you take money from the government, it's called being on a dole, and dole be a fruit company. What sponsor me, banana? See the sticker on me belly? It say dole. We thought we left the rasa banana behind, but he followed. Yeah. Us. I'm anyway. like a bloodhound. We're, this is the low point of the podcast because we can either talk about the script that's going to be that Dungeons and Dragons movie or Rasta Banana. We're really stuck between this the is the no, This is the no-win situation talk about either. Yeah, that we yeah. just saw. Oh, this is our man. Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. Yeah. Breathe, man. Breathe. God. Uh, Jeff. How, how, how do we do a Kirk? How do we beat the no-win situation? We reprogram the simulator. We stab Paul in the neck. <laughs> now, did you choke on Neurobliss like you're choking on the Snapple that you're drinking? No, this Snapple's giving me new new levels of chokedom. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But it's only lightly sweetened. How are you getting by with that? I don't know. Oh, it's good. I have so much hate for that story, I have no comment. There's no way you can win, right? Dozens of Dragons... So personal. Yeah. So, like, you know... It's like, all to, about to anyone, the individual story. Yeah, exactly. so like, either, either I don't know shit about Dungeons & Dragons and I'm not interested, or, or I'd be interested because I'm very passionate about playing that game, which a lot of people are, but they have such personal attachments to very yeah. specific elements of it that there's no way you can write a script Well, the last anybody. time they brought it to the big screen, they stuck a Wayans brother in it. So exactly. clearly they don't know what the <laughs> fuck to do with it. And there's no central story. There's no central I mean, characters other than, I guess, Driss Dorden. You know? How much but, someone but that's just it. They're not, they're not incorporating some novel. <laughs> they, yeah. They're incorporating another previously written screenplay. What the fuck are they calling it? Chainmail, right? <laughs> no, they're originally... I never the screenplay was called Chainmail, oh, okay. and now they're turning so Chainmail into a game, and they're putting it in Forgotten Realms. So, fuck the spell, put the mage in my hand for a dime. <laughs> we just a really bad podcast. And you guys were clearly talking, and Paul and I continued a bit. You, you told before we went on the air not to do that. <laughs> I'm just gonna say right. that right now. What, well, so, what were you saying about? Michael Bay's no, it's not Michael Bay. No, we oh. passed that a Michael long Bay's time. Time. <laughs> Look how when you Lots get apologetic, look how deep you reach. <laughs> so what you said something about Michael so, Bay. So, so you, you, mentioned, you mentioned something. You were saying about something on podcast five. What? Uh, Remember what we? Uh, 
I'm sorry. What were, what were you saying? What was your point? That this movie is just who? Shit. Uh, you, it's shit because it's, it's retrofitted. It, well, from it's another... shit because it's it's like you said. It's a it's a story based on your personal experience with it, and you can't relate any one movie with that. But it's interesting to me that they're calling it chainmail, which is they're not. Kind of, that's just it. They're not well, calling it chainmail. It, no, based on a screenplay. They basically are. To have this script based, and they say, "Oh, we can put Dungeons and Dragons stuff in this script and release it as a Dungeons and Dragons movie that it was never intended to be." Well, no. was it Chainmail the original game that Gygax created, or didn't he create base base Dungeons and Dragons off a game called Chainmail? Chainmail is involved there. That has something to do with the history. Chainmail is a game like Dungeons and Dragons that Gygax worked on. That Gygax worked on. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much like that it, was. It that is. was more like old, you know, ancient war stuff. Something it was a like war that. game. Mm-hmm. Set in medieval times. If you don't forward this movie to eight friends, you're gonna die. <laughs> Chain <what>? mail. <laughs> no, no banana pun. Oh, no, no, no. I'm Rasta just, but I still gotta explain it. No, no. God, you know, chain mail. No, it's one of those things. Now it's not so much nowadays. This is one of those times. How did banana become a character? There was a time no. when I'm you so would. Sorry. I'm wishing I'm for so robot so in jail sorry. right now. You would oh have. That's how bad it is. Uh-huh. You they still do it on the email, jail. but yeah. you don't care because it's yeah. from some Nigerian asshole. <laughs> there, now there are examples of this happening with other with other things. Oh sure, uh, Die Hard Three, for example. Right, is a good example. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Whatever yeah, but it second... had a good writer. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's the problem, I think. Mm, Wrath of the Titans. I just think, like, even even with the, which we may or may not talk about the the Star Wars thing, is that like once something becomes so precious to people, once they have. A perspective where they can make a personal, well, their personal own. attachment to it. Yeah, yeah. You can't win. You cannot possibly please. That's not true. You can. There's, there's some that you can please enough where it does well. Like Lord of, Lord of the rebooting Rings. Star Trek. Rebooting Star Trek, they did a very good job, and that was a, that. Star Trek is very personal to a lot of people. Yeah. But they did a very good job. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think Star Trek is a great example yes. as far as like, and I thought the new reboot was great. I'm. You're here. There's a lot of flack going on right now. Did you see Iron Man three yet? No. So yeah. the nerds, a lot of the hardcore nerds are crying like bitches. It's awesome. It's really well done. I'm not going to say any spoilers. I think it's the best one of the series. I love this Did you like the part movie. where Superman came in? And, oh boy, no, we said no spoilers. Oh, oh shit, I'm sorry. The DC Marvel <laughs> crossover. <laughs> it's coming. Um, no. It was so good. And yet, people are still finding fault because it is. It's it's what you grew up with, the vision you have in your head. You're yeah. never going to please everybody. I have that problem with some of the Spider-Man stuff. Because I have such a deep attachment to that, so I can understand. But still, at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Is there a way? I mean, you can't please everybody, so no, it's not the D and D thing is not at all about personal connection to D and D. It's nothing to do with that. Take personal connection, fine. It takes personal connection. Put it over here. Sorry, we're on like audio over here being away. Put it away. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening at home, take your hand and put it out put to it. the right of your shoulder. Thank you. <laughs> Do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around and just put it away. Um, because it has nothing to do with this. D&D. There's no main characters. It's just fighters, clerics, rogues, rangers, wizards. That's about it. There's no actual story when it boils down. When you boil it down, what do you make a movie about? It's like Battleship. What do you make a movie about? Well, the setting's there. There's potential for story in it. There's, that's it. It's but just how do you get people to like a, it? It's not even an actual setting. But imagine a battleship 
out in the ocean when the apocalypse happens. <laughs> One Wait man a second. desires his cheeseburgers. I think that movie. I think the movie Battleship caused the apocalypse. Because that movie is horrible. Think Dungeons and Dragons has as much setting as Battleship had. Right. Regardless of personal connection. Well, and there are so That's many different variations. Personal right. connection that people have to their D&D campaigns I, will make it even worse no, that they're going to screw it up. No, there's definitely more potential in a D&D movie than a Battleship movie in yes. the fact that there's source book material going back for decades. Source yes. books, yeah, but that means that they have to well, what assign campaigns. That's you the get choices you make as a writer. It. You want to get real about it. The D&D movies have already been made by Peter Jackson. They're called The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's yeah. where Gygax got all that information. I was going yeah. yeah. to say it, and I thought you'd all yell at me, so no. I didn't say it. No, that's, that's a fine point. No, that's <laughs> I'm in a room full of nerds. That I is, better not say those it. Are, <laughs> those are Dude, the D&D movies. I would hate to look like a fool in this particular Seriously, room. the only thing D&D could do to trump the, the Lord of the Rings movies would be to start including dragons. But guess what? Peter Jackson beat him with a punch on that one, too, because Smog is the coming Hobbit, in with yeah. Hobbit. So now you've got all the tropes traditionally associated with D&D represented in their original inspiration form with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so there'll right. never be a fantasy uh, movie that'll hold up as well if you wrap it specifically in D&D, for whatever that's well, If you wrap it, there are wrap novels. It, wrap it up. Specifically, do. there yeah. are great novels in you know <laughs> d- designed in those realms. Great stories already been told that you could you could attach to D and D, and that does that. You mean like a, a like quality. a Neverwinter Nights book or something like yeah, that? You, what yeah. you got? Tell, tell, what, do you, what book did you read that you think tell would be a good movie? Stories. Tell the Dristowarden story. Or, or well, those like those movies would be insane to make, but they're good stories. That's, I but think maybe now true. with the technology, maybe it's caught up. It might be time. If you want to tell a hundred hour story. I do. Okay, so see, and see that's part of it too. A and d campaign, even the most basic one, is going to take a night, right? Mm-hmm. No, like it a, takes, a, we yeah, have one yeah. that's been going for two and a half years. Oh, grant you. But I mean, even <laughs> like, if like a one-off. Like, if you're playing a, like a, a one-off, one-off you can create speed. your character and do introductions. That's granted, it. Granted. Y- okay, but I'm, that's Telling what I mean. Telling a story in a night is that. So there you go. The The very conceit of trying to capture... Dungeons and Dragons in a two-hour film. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, we bring back the Star Trek experience, make a Dungeons and Dragons experience, oh. and have, different, oh. have different films where the audience can collectively roll dice mm-hmm. or oh. change outcomes, where you'd have different outcomes. So Turn you, to page you, two if you, you could create this. a Dungeons and Dragons experience. <laughs> Ooh, I've right, been talking with a guy in the in a bar about this. About he wants to figure out a way to present. How much time in the, the bathroom with that guy? A theatrical kind of thing. But how to keep the audience engaged? The audience yeah. would be assigned D20s. Precisely. No, and you got to get two microphones down at the end of the aisles, and so that you can actually do the debate that people do when they do Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you can have someone like take on, and like really have two guys like have it out before the roll. Like mm-hmm. before we roll, the I, rules I clearly state that yeah. <laughs> my character's that. dexterity allows me a second D4. <laughs> oh man, I'm doing I'm doing the role playing show over at the Riviera. It's, I never get out of there for like eight hours. I'm working a 70 hour week. I'm working a 70 hour week. By the time I bowed, the theater is half and no one gives a shit. They just want to go home. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to go on lunch. No, we're on no. a time freeze. No, no. <laughs> Still in the same round. Uh. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. I was King Lear two years ago. Fuck this garbage. <laughs> I motion we order a pizza. Fuck that elf. <laughs> <laughs> the whole place can be sponsored by Mountain Dew Code Red. 
<laughs> and Clearasil. <laughs> and deodorant? Axe. Axe yeah. body spray. Axe body spray. No deodorant. Axe body spray and BO. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd I've funk. Covered it up. Call it right. Nerd funk. You All God. Right. News but, you don't give a shit about Jones Soda is officially bringing a limited-edition poutine-flavored soda to the market. Uh, take solace in the fact that it's only coming to Canada for now. Last time I had cured meat, I was wondering what was missing. <laughs> Corn syrup and bubbles. According to the release... Poutine is the... What do you call it? The, the potatoes... With con- uh, quote, with continued requests for these past limited-edition flavors and calls to keep it coming out with more, we decided to create this new unique flavor as a nod to our Canadian heritage. With a nice balance of rich, savory gravy over a starchy potato base and accented with those fatty, cheesy notes you expect in a plate of poutine, we believe we developed the perfect liquid version of this undisputably Canadian delicacy, unquote. Coming soon to what's going in my mouth on the Ugly Couch yeah. Show. Well, well, fries, gravy, and, and cheese curds. They did uh, mashed potatoes and gravy soda. Are they have. Cheese here. curds, Wisconsin. Aren't they from Wisconsin? Well, but they don't have like a... Isn't there a meat component? There can be a poutine. There can be. It's essentially just French fries fries, with gravy and and cottage cheese type. So a heart attack on on a plate. Basically, yeah. But it would be the bomb. If we open up a poutine, whoever opens up a poutine thing here in Vegas is going to make a mint without a doubt. (laughs) Seriously. Poutine truck? That's junk yeah. food. It's why. It's drunk food. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something you would that devour, Paul. I would. Your chip buddy. It's junk food. It. I mean, as a kid growing up, one of my favorite things, and still to this day, is mashed potatoes and cottage cheese. I Ew. love that. I, that's, You're pretty damn close wow. right there. It's yeah. so goddamn good. Have you never had it? Oh. It's the best. Are you yeah. pregnant? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anchovies with that? Oh, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Hey, <laughs> <A> man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He shat Bertha Rasta banana. <laughs> what do you know? I guess I'm ripe. <laughs> oh. All right. Weekend game. Hey! Like a banana gets ripe. It can fall off the tree. Paul. Paul was like the tree. And Paul. I fell off of him. Yes. <laughs> sure. Okay. I guess I'm still a little green. Hey. <laughs> Iron Man 3 can now claim the second biggest domestic opening weekend in history. Bananas are green. With 175.3 million <laughs> estimated gross, according to Box Office Mojo. They start Yay! green. For its second weekend? That number moves it ahead of Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows Part 2, which earned 169.2 million in July 2011. Uh, fellow Marvel Studios production, The Avengers, retains the all time top spot with uh, 207.4 million over its first weekend last year. It's because it was Joss Whedon. What about adjusted? Edward. Not even close, right? It's like last year and this year. What's what adjusted? adjusted. No, but no, but I mean, like the truth. The truth is, Gone with the Wind is still the greatest grossing film ever. Yeah, like no one's seen. Yeah, we're just talking flat dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's flat dollars. That's the thing that always bothers me about this. Yeah, not as many people have seen it, but still, a considerable number have. Yes, it's still big. But but now they're also counting international box office. Actually, that's not included in this. That's not. No. But he made. They made a ton in international. Because so far, in internationals made three hundred ninety-four million. I mean, I think. More than that, even. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. I'd like to see them go off of like actual ticket numbers as opposed to dollars. Yeah, because You're that always is changing. It'd be way more revealing. But, but as we've stated before, all that stuff is that economic wizardry that they do yeah. to make right. sure that every movie they make doesn't turn a profit. Like they even said, 
like Avengers had to make a billion something to make a profit. And it's like, why would you even make that movie? You're a liar. Yeah. No, because yeah, everyone's yeah. salaries is included in the yeah. thing. And the only thing that they're doing is trying to screw up anyone. And it has to hit like a 60% level before those options kick exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. All that is is just a middle finger down the face of Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that that's is. All it is. That's it. There, that's why he smiles when he's renegotiating that contract. There's real craziness going on right now with the for Avengers 2. It's going to cost them crazy if they even get it going. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Ray Harryhausen, the special effects artist and stop-motion animator who created iconic movie monsters like films like My Mighty Joe Young, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, Jason and the Argonauts, and Clash of the Titans, uh, died today, oh. Tuesday, in London at the age of 92. Uh, it uh, turns out he's not dead. Here we he go. is waiting for someone to move his arm ever so slightly and then take another picture. <laughs> Did you try to save him, Paul? Did you try to get him out? He was a stop motion animator. <laughs> I'm explaining Paul's joke. I'm gonna plant you aim got my it. foot in your ass. <laughs> Plantain. I like it. That's good. You're a banana chip off the old block. <laughs> that wasn't good. No, it wasn't. But sometimes bananas can be dried and cut down for chips. <laughs> Just to let you know. Because he's the Rasta banana that explains the jokes. Oh. It's getting Pop. painful in here. Continue, please. 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 Disney announced a partnership with Electronic Arts. I saw this. Which includes an exclusive deal for the company to develop and publish a new series of Star Wars games. They weren't giving out any specifics, but went on to say they want to release products in, quote, all interactive platforms and the most popular game genres, unquote. But Disney will also retain the rights to do some of their own games in social and mobile areas. This is a pretty big shift away from the way Lucasfilm handled video games, uh, with many being developed in-house, though some have been contracted out to other developers. So, what does all that mean? Probably that they're planning an onslaught of mobile, PC, and console games in whatever genres they think will make the most money on each platform. And most likely, we'll see major releases to coincide uh, with the new films, as well as smaller focus games spread out to various media. Uh, however, they said we will not see anything in 20, all the way through 2014. And this is all exclusive to EA? Or? Uh, no mark on exclusivity, but they are the first one granted the license. EA um, owns Bioware, correct? Yes, they do. Yeah. And they have a lot of experience with Star Wars already. And so. Gadget broke it down pretty well. It said basically if you're going to have a hardcore gamer game, it's going to be produced through EA. If you're going to have like a casual uh, Disney-esque type family game, that's going to be published through Disney's um, studio. Uh, there's, there's a studio here in town, isn't there? An animation company that did the, uh, did the stuff for any kind of Star Wars desktop games? Maybe. Well, Pandemic, yeah. not Pandemic, um, uh, Petroglyph, Petroglyph uh, that's the does some stuff, but I don't know what Star Wars stuff they've worked on recently. They did, well, I don't know either, but they did do Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I, I just had, wonder if that's bad news for them. Yeah. Was there a good Star Wars video game? There's been a couple. Yeah. 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 There's they were a few here and there, but not. Well, you know, back when LucasArts well, was still running it, you had Dark Forces. Jedi Knights of the Old Republic. Jedi Knights. Well, Knights of the Old Republic was yeah. pretty good. Um, Dark Forces was like a first-person shooter. Uh, bat, the Battlefront games, there were two Battlefront games, which are basically, uh, uh, what is that? Yeah, battle, uh, Battlefield. 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 You know, the, the, the actual war simulator, Battlefield. Battlefront. First person shooter? Yeah, first person shooter, but, but also it's more vehicular combat and stuff mm -hmm. like that. A little more Grand Squad Theft Auto-y. multiplayer. Really interesting stuff. They're, they're, and they're going to hopefully get a third one out soon. 
That's a really good one. Um, those still go for high dollar money. Was uh, the Clone Trooper one? Yeah, uh, Star Wars Clone Troopers for the original Xbox and right. PS2. That's a good one. Um, the Force Unleashed. Yeah, one and two are one really, and two are really, really good games. games. So the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah, there are some good ones. <laughs> so well, there, there's also a lot of garbage that that floats out there too. So you really kind of have to cherry there pick. There was some. But this is considered bad news amongst gamers, right? It's considered bad news because everybody hates EA. Right. Because the EA is basically buying up everything now. So they're getting all these exclusive contracts. So And they hastily rushed games out, EA was voted the worst company? To work for. No, no, in the world. Just bad rep two years in a row. Yeah. Most hated company. Yeah. So because of their business practice, microtransactions, all kinds of shit, gouging their customers, they didn't. They shoot, shot themselves in the foot with the release of uh, SimCity, Sim the new SimCity, which didn't work properly. You have to be online to play it right, and their servers all crashed, and it's just garbage. And uh, I think uh, kind of uh, salt in the wound already, they've announced one of their first Star Wars titles is a salacious crumb dating sim, so they're not making any friends with that. <laughs> <laughs> Because Salacious Crumb's a character nobody cares about. Hey, look at that hey, hey. Rasta Banana, Rasta thank Banana, thanks for the explanation of my joke. <laughs> Rasta Banana's got my back. Jar Jar crossed the road because he didn't like what was on on the Gungan side. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna make it. They're gonna make a video with him inside Gungan Gung- style. Oh, Why hasn't anybody done Gungan style? They have, they have right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Like, no chance of you having that. No, thought. I'm like that. This, that, this late in the game, like, I'm like, no, no, no way, no way. You have to keep that phone in your Misa pocket. Gunga style. No, it's, it must go Misa Gunga style. I'm not going to play it. I'm just curious is, if it actually <laughs> did get made. Uh, uh, it's been a while since we heard anything about Dark Tower. Seems to be dead overall. But uh, director Ron Howard still has eyes on it. And uh, with Arrested Development returning to our screens, uh, Netflix might have their eye on it as well. Uh, Vice President of Content at Netflix, Ted uh, Saradonos, uh, was asked recently about the possibility, and he sounded hopeful. Quote, I spoke to Ron about it, actually. The last time we talked about it, the thing was being kicked about HBO, but that's no longer there. So once Arrested Development goes through, we'll keep talking about it. So they're they're redoing Arrested Development, like they're just starting from when they left off? Uh, yeah, Netflix is doing a new season of. It's Rest on. Development. It's, it's on there. It came on Saturday. Okay, that's awesome. Did it really? Yeah, the, the, oh, all fourteen new episodes. That's that's so awesome. Yeah, they Check went on out. to explain because now all the fans are or going 12. like, "Oh, why can't we bring back Firefly?" Now there's a petition to bring uh, to bring back uh, Stargate Universe. And <gasps> oh, I love Stargate. Of course, well, you can sign I, the petition. I love, but. What it comes down to is the the same. I think it's the same gentleman that said this. Like we were not. We brought back rest of development because the fan base has grown right. significantly since it was canceled. So the fan base is bigger than it's ever been. Well, uh, with Firefly, Firefly is like that. actually no. Firefly as and as time goes on, the fan base is actually shrinking to a very small vocal minority. Yeah, it's okay. true. So there's like there's no interest in it. So well, sorry to was- pop your bubble. Nathan Fillion has moved on to better things. And yeah. Nathan Fillion is always funny on in interviews. If you ever ask him about a Firefly reunion, he just goes, what, really, where, when? I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love it. He would love it. It would be great. He loves it. It's Firefly. such a good show. Have you watched Castle? I love that show. I watched a little Castle. It's good. It's, it's a good, good show. Nathan Fillion, I'm a big, I, 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 uh, I actually did my, I did improv with Nathan when really? I was 16 years old. Oh my God. Oh, wow. And he was the first person to give me encouragement, but he gave me like very wise words. Nice. I've heard he's really nice. He's like the nicest super guy down in the to world. earth. Yeah. I think that's the way. The nicest ones are the coolest and best performers. I've talked to two people like when we were doing Comic Con stuff in the past when we were doing our interviews that, uh, that two different people that did interviews with him said he's like one of the best interviews ever because anything nerdy, he, he'll go on forever. And, yeah. and, uh, 
he just he's a great person to interview. Well, he doesn't and have that. I'm better than you, and I'm giving. We you my ran time. into that a few times. Yeah. A few times, not 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 often, but think, every now and I then, think then nowadays it was. people are. It was difficult. Better with understanding that they are where they are because of the fans. Yeah, I, and they give back a little. Bit. That would be. That, I would say that would be our experience with most of the people that we did interviews with. But uh, every now and then, you would get that one person that would just like that director. Yeah. That just it's like you don't know who I am. Okay, mid interview and and walked away. <laughs> I never watched that show on purpose. I know, yeah. and I it know. sucked. So it's not here anymore. So. According to Kevin Feige, who I finally learned how to pronounce his name right. Is it Feige? It, I think it's Fiji. Fiji. <laughs> I heard it's Fiegi. Is it Fiegi? Fiegi is what Fiegi? I think. Fiegi? Kevin Fugu. Kevin Fufu, the the rights to Ghost Rider, the Kevin Punisher, Fire, and Blade have all reverted to Marvel Studios really? after years at Columbia Pictures, Lion Gate, and New Line Cinema, respectively. In a related news, Nicolas Cage to play all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but according to Fugu, we shouldn't take that to mean that all three of these characters, or even Daredevil, are due for a new movie just yet. Quote, whenever a character comes back to us, it's usually because the other studios don't want to make the movies anymore, and that usually means that previous movies have not been particularly well received. Wait, Daredevil, Ghost Rider, and Blade, you said? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Blade? remember. I've really? played all of them in together in Marvel yeah, Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> and they all have potential, So, we're, but we're not going to uh, say, we've got it back, make it. Also, from the same story, a source confirms to uh, Entertainment Weekly that the twin characters Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch will be joining the Avengers 2, which Whedon hinted at recently when he uh, said that he was writing a brother-sister sister duo into the movie. Uh, Fuwagi uh, maintains a poker face <laughs> on that scoop, saying only, I'm not confirming or denying the draft could change six months from now, because remember, Whedon also had the Wasp in his original script for the Avengers and had to cut her once the story was fleshed out. So that, that, that implies a few things, obviously. Um, for those of you who know about Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, they are children of... Magneto. Magneto. And that's one of the things that they said that's they have to Fox actually dance Magneto. around because they do not have the rights to Magneto. Yeah. Yet. When is that next movie slated to come out? 2015? 2015. Why can't they just shake hands and get together and say, have like a <laughs> Sony Why slash... Indeed. Don't these powerful companies that have a lot of money want to make money together? first? And... <laughs> yeah. so well, they all just want to get along? Why can't right? we all just get along and have happy fun Let's comic see. The, choice, the choice between putting out a cheap crap movie... And retaining the license or working in partnership with Marvel to make a good movie, which do you think they're going to choose? They're going to keep that license. They're going to oh, put the, the way you phrased put, it, I would have gone with the other. <laughs> the way you phrased it, I would have gone with Marvel. But they're making money. Even when they put a cheap, crappy movie out, they make money off of it. Yeah, but they can put they can make a really super crazy expensive movie. Yes, if they and let make their competitor gobs and also. gobs and gobs of money. The competitor also yeah, but has they to would. then make money. But they will. They don't want to do that. No, they do. And nobody agrees. It's also percentages. more about denying your competitor, in this yep. case Marvel Studios, which yep. technically owns the, you know, the overall. It's it's denying them making any money off of it. Gobs and gobs and gobs. I want a good. For those of you listening at home, his arms are continually going over his. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Flailing and. Damn it! I just want a good Infinity Gauntlet movie. It'll be. What, the, all the characters they need, they have. And I want a good cornucopia hat to hang out in. Yes. Because bananas are often in a big basket heads on top of dancers. There's your Chiquita banana commercial <laughs> joke. Where's Carmen Miranda? 
right around on your head. I miss those days. <laughs> I used to be oftentimes stuck on the head of a beautiful lady. <laughs> it don't happen now. Too many fruit flies come buzzing round her face. And she be like, go on with your banana hat. I don't need you. I got a plastic one work just fine. You look like you've got a couple pages of news wow. there, Todd. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, we're not even close, huh? Yeah, just a couple. A Sony spokeswoman informed Bloomberg that what? the uh, Electronics Corporation Board of Directors decided to back a proposal from CEO Katsuhurai in which around 40 Sony Corporation executives, including himself, will voluntarily forego their bonuses this year. The bonuses are said to be between 30 and 50% of their total salaries, and according to the raw story, will save Sony around $10 million. Sony will reveal its 2013 fiscal year results on May 9th. Well, that's right there, isn't it? We are past it. In the most, the most uh, recent forecast, Sony's earlier estimates were revised downward, but still noted a profit, which, if it follows through, will be the company's first annual profit in five years. Mm-hmm. That's Thursday. Yeah. So why give up your bonuses? Probably to just... It's a it's barely a PR, it's it. symbolic, it's a PR move. Well, it's yeah, symbolic. exactly. And not to mention, it looks good for investors. Yeah, ten million is dropping the bucket, but yeah. yeah. Well, Kasurai has been. I mean, he's the he's the champion of the PS3 and the Vita. The Vita is kind of dead in the water. PS3 isn't doing great numbers anymore. And I I played around with the the Vita at one of the stores. It's not a bad system. No, it's a good system. It just have, doesn't have it enough just, games. Yeah. Doesn't have enough market penetration, and the price is too high. And you can do nearly everything that you can do on the Vita on many mobile phones. There are a few yeah. games that are exceptional. There are and but they're not capitalizing completely on the ingenuity of that device. One of the coolest things about it is this cross play functionality where essentially you can use any game from your PS3 and transfer it right onto your Vita and play it on the Vita. Yeah. Not really even watered or dumbed down. You've got like a full console experience right in your hand. There's two problems about that. Number 1, not every game is doing this right. properly, so it's not that big of a wide thing where everybody's like, oh, yeah, I should get the PlayStation 3 because then I can have a handheld that could play all my games as well. So they're not incorporating it enough. And then number two, it's kind of like, well, like we're sitting right in this room. I could be playing a game on my handheld or I could play it on this giant fucking television. Yeah. The console experience is still the console experience in front of a television. Yeah. The handheld experience is better catered to the type of stuff that you get on a more mobile platform. Games that you can play for five minutes and then stop. Don't have to save point. Don't have to worry about, you know, all that kind of shit. It's something you play in a waiting room. Even yeah. Nintendo's been experiencing fall off with their, Some, their portable systems. PS3 or the the DS is, is doing better. Some, yeah, but it's like half, 3DS the, shipment, is doing half good. the shipments of even just last year or I have year to pee. <laughs> <laughs> of Thanks for sharing. Andy's out. A Microsoft memo obtained by Ars Technica suggests the new Xbox, codenamed Durango, won't need to be connected to the internet to play one-player games. Good. Here's the uh, pertinent passage from the memo which was sent to staffers working on the new Xbox and subsequently leaked to the uh, waiting hands of Ars reporters. Quote, There are a number of scenarios that our users expect to work without an internet connection, and those should just work regardless of their current connection status. These include, but are not limited to, playing a Blu-ray disc, watching live TV, and yes, playing a single-player game, unquote. Um, so. I, I was pretty dead set against it when I first heard that you have to be connected to the internet to play, and everyone's all boo-hooing it, but as it is now, 
I kind of want to be connected to the internet to play just to get achievements. Yes. So think of that little symbol that pops up when you you hit something cool. Yeah. You don't even know that you're getting an achievement. What? I destroyed 50 barrels. I get an achievement for that. Awesome. I want to be yeah, connected to the internet. Yeah, it actually kind of sucks because when our our wireless doesn't work and we play anyway, and I'm like, dude, we're not going to get any achievements. Why are we playing? <laughs> and and <laughs> frankly, that's one of the arguments why always on connection shouldn't be there because. Like you said, your spotty wireless connection. Paul's spotty wireless connection. Mm-hmm. Our spotty wireless connection. My, my, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just getting You wanted to jump Let me tell you way. about a spotty wireless <laughs> connection. Three or four days, spotty as hell. Because I'm a banana. After a couple of days, I develop spots uh, on me body. Yeah, we got it. Okay, yeah, just let you know. Thanks. Just explaining. Hey, no. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, this is garbage. It's terrible. I think all of us here know well enough not to purchase the new Xbox system right off the bat. Yes. How many of us got burned with red rings? I'm on my third Xbox. You just heard me say the story about how it said that wasn't true. But it is true. The wording the always you on missed. Connection? You missed the wording. Single player games. Yes. There will be some games that may fall under this. Mm-hmm. but Your Skyrims, your... Role-playing game. But I guarantee you every game that comes out from EA and other major publishers is going to require it. And Xbox is subtly leaving it up to developers, whether they want to incorporate the always-on as a requirement or not. So Xbox is kind of playing Pontius Pilate here. Washing their hands uh, saying, and saying, "Not our fault." All right, the developer, exactly. the developing Barabbases here are going to do whatever the fuck you people want. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. Um, but that's what's really going on. So what they should do is build in a feature that like tracks your gameplay. So if you're not connected to the internet and you're playing one player, but then when you hook back up, it'll give you the achievements you earned anyway. That's what they should do. Well, I think that happens. I don't. That happens. I don't think so. Because I don't think so. I've earned some stuff. I'm pretty sure I've earned some stuff, and I'm owed some achievement. I think that happens. I think it catches up with you. I think uh, it catches it up with it on the system. If it does that, then that's how it should just work, and that's the end of it. And I, you know, I want to be able to play my games offline. If I can't, then fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, because what happens if one day the internet just dies, goes yeah. down? Well, but, well, then Paul shoots then himself. I shoot myself. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. We have goes, to plan for the apocalypse. He Problem solved. With it. He eats it and then he shoots himself. Because the Xbox <laughs> is going to be part of Paul's masturbatory aids. It is. It already is. Yeah. And there's the time you get drunk and then you uh, eat the box and and that's damn, it. try and play cheeseburger. I yeah, just yeah. realized why you're obsessed with bananas right now. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't finish that out. Yeah. Play there. It just that's right in my head, right in my face. He's been giving me the visual cues all night. How can I, I can't forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he gets drunk enough, he'll succeed, and it'll be fine. Uh, for those not aware, uh, which is all of you, uh, Matt Donnelly's wearing a banana shirt. It the says Blue's frozen banana, banana stand. Banana stand. Blue's banana stand shirt. There's always money in the banana stand. But there you would is. think a frozen banana would be dead, which means it wouldn't be able to talk. Well, Disney's not dead. He's frozen. That's right. It's <laughs> called Cairogenics Beach. You would still be unconscious. Cryo. Yeah. No talking. He's a big stuff. Cryogenics. Cryo. Uh. What? Cryo. Cryo me a river. Ah, hey, hey, boom. Oh, hey. <laughs> you walked right into that one. Hey, boom. <laughs> because cryo starts with C-R-Y. That's cry. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> now he's turned into the count. <laughs> C-R-Y. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry, sorry, funny man. I don't have no. voices like you do. No, I like it. I like uh, it. Aw. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
The PlayStation Network launched an indie games section for the PlayStation Store today as part of their standard Tuesday update. This category builds on the support that PlayStation's offer for independent developers in the effort to highlight some of the most unique gaming experiences on PlayStation platforms, notes the PlayStation blog. This new category will house all of the latest indie titles in one convenient place. Oh, so they can have try out the fart as well. Yep. Yeah. Great. That's a fun one. That's the greatest uh, fireplace game. Did you mention what, what fucking My game? Fish tank. So just when uh, Xbox is getting out of it, they're going in. I told you guys about Vorpal. That's an awesome shmup um of course they made a game with zombies in it yeah um well i made a game with zombies in it is good uh oh uh is it what's it called wars (laughs) what's that one called i I don't know by bad dad games yeah oh shit anyway super action uh super adventure wagon is really fun there's a couple of really good indie games out there on the a couple. Xbox Live. There's a lot of real Oh, there's bad a lot ones. of garbage. There's a lot of poo-poo-poo, that's for sure. Another mark in the history of games, GameStop corporate office has confirmed the news that all U.S. locations will stop accepting any PlayStation 2-related trade-ins. GameStop has also clarified in a statement to Engadget that PS2 games, accessories, and systems will still be sold as stores for several months until the remaining stock runs out. Now, this this confuses me. This confuses me because not a month ago, I read GameStop was going to start restocking more classic stuff in an attempt to kind of become more like those niche collectible like stores. Like game over games. Like any of those like little, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because... Like going to classic things like like Vetrex and the television and... Anything. ColecoVision. Anything. Precisely because Atari, of this yeah. always on shit and the new requirements that might make it harder to have used game sales at all. Well, maybe it's just for the time being with PS2 saturation. I think this is a stupid move on their part. Maybe they are oversaturated with PS2, and maybe they're going to just hang on to the stock that they have and transfer it to those, those stores like Game Over Games. Maybe they have a few of those stores here and there. I, th- I mean, I, think, I, th- I thought they were going to try and become more of a boutique shop in some ways, of having more, taking on more of that well, older stuff. You have to hang on to some games before they become vintage. That's what I mean. This this makes no sense to me. This announcement makes no sense to me. Anymore. And if the yeah. new systems don't let you uh, resell your games, yeah. GameStop could be the only place that we can go to for these old that's games. That's what that I'm we saying. And well, that's, gonna let the it's weird. They're talking about yeah. turning new games into like one-time use. You can't reuse them if you're somebody else. Yeah. That's retarded. Yeah, well, that's just yeah. how it is. Welcome to the state of the next generation. Well, this is the last, certainly the last console generation where there will be an abundance of physical media. Yeah. By, the, by, by five years from now, everything will be digital. Most everything will be digital. You'll yeah. still be able to get the occasional disc and whatnot, but most things will be digital. Yeah, you'll buy digital. it all. You'll pop your console on. You'll buy it right there, and it'll be instantly ready but for you to go. it's going to be such an interesting time. I've been listening to a lot of video game podcasts, as I am wont to do, and here's the here's the crazy conundrum, and this is why that PS2 thing really blows my mind. Do you have any idea the installed user base of that system? It is still the biggest selling system of all time. Mm-hmm. There are still lots of people who still use and play a PlayStation 2. We not two as many. Ones. Exactly. Not as many, but they still do. The greater point is these current systems, the PS3 and the 360. Huge Huge installed user base. Now, you've got the Wii U, 
in here right now trying to compete. It can't even compete with the 360 and the PS3 yeah. because their user base install is so huge. And the, there's no, they're not selling enough units to make it at all enticing for developers to make a game for it. There's already a dearth of games on the system, and now it's getting worse. You can't even make a million-selling game on the Wii U because there aren't a million consoles out there to be sold for. It's terrible. They have really shot themselves in the foot with this one. But the same thing is going to happen to Sony and Microsoft when they release their new consoles. You are going to see, for the first two years at least, big AAA games, large platform games coming out on both systems yeah, still definitely. because these developers are going to try and make their nut and they know the numbers that they've got for the install base of the 360 and the other one. So it's going to be really weird. There's well, what not, happened? What happened? Uh, there's not going to be as much incentive to upgrade. Take it, take it back um, to the '80s. What happened? And I'm actually asking, what happened when uh, they jumped from the Atari like 2600 to like the 5200? The crash. Yeah. 82 was the crash, and that 50, was around that 50, time. 5200 was not did not do well, and I think the 7200 is not the one after that. Yeah, the 7200 was, did a little bit better because it reincorporated backwards compatibility right. with the 2600 carts. 5200, you couldn't play 2600 games on there. So again, and th- and this it goes again to the same problem that they're facing. These are idiots. we learning this? No, they're not. There's not going to be yeah. any backwards the reason, compatibility. The reason I ColecoVision started selling well when they created that add-on that allowed you to play 2600 yep. carts on the ColecoVision. But PlayStation Two lets you play PlayStation games. Yeah, it did up until a point. That's Some because of the it used. Didn't. The, that's because it used the same architecture, basically just a souped-up version of it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a chip change, basically. But now. The architecture within the PlayStation 3 versus the PlayStation 4 is such a drastic different one that it, it cannot read those discs. It's like asking a Mac to read a, a, a PC install. But if they converted it to digital games, can't it? They can, but there again, it's there you are. You're, it's a different coding, and you're beholden to the publishers again. And you have no way mm-hmm. to resell that. And, okay, and so that the, kind of thing. So the twenty six hundred was a big success, and then they tried to shift forward, and they stalled, and everything went to hell. Now, so there's that era. So let's skip forward a few few more years, and let's go to the Nintendo. Nintendo five. The Nintendo, mm-hmm. great big success, lasted a very long time. Mm-hmm. Super did it last as long a time as the twenty six hundred did? I'd say longer. Longer. Yeah. Longer. Yeah. Okay, so even better. You still have people now who play still have Nintendo. Nintendos. Yeah. I do. Um, and then we jumped to, like, and then they had, like, the Sega and the NEC and the Super NES and whatnot. Um, why didn't we have a crash between the Nintendo and the consoles that followed it? Because what happened was parity between home console graphics and the arcades. We had a crash, but it happened in the arcades. Arcades died. Home consoles took over. Okay. That's what happened. Developers stopped building arcade machines and dedicated uh, systems like, you know, Sega had, you know, their their AM2 models and stuff like that, specifically d- designed just for arcades. And now, and then it turned out, it's like, well, there's not the profit anymore. People stay home to play games. So then that's when the technology shifted. And Yeah, it's about the time where the Neo Geo came in and was like, eh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the, that was the first uh, salvo, didn't, didn't quite succeed. But then yeah. after that, I mean, Super NES had a couple of, of games that were very close to arcade perfect. And uh, then after that, systems there on, you know, yeah, you had no. Okay, so now we have console and arcade, forget about it. Exactly. So we don't have no anything else for to arcade, really. fall back on. So it's all console again. Mm-hmm. So do you think we're going to see 
do you, do you think we have the threat of game crashing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely is going to happen. And a lot it's of that's gonna, because of uh, the bloated cost of creating these AAA titles. Yeah, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good for us eventually, but these consoles are going to fail. This, the, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation are not going to be nearly as successful as their precursors. The Xbox 360 was a big success when it first came on. I don't remember it being a huge. It success. wasn't a huge success. It it's, wasn't until no, no, but it's still the title started. It's still the over. overall winner. I remember it still when has we first, the largest library. When we first went with Skills to get his, I looked at the games that were available and yeah. I was underwhelmed. Cameo. Yeah, there yeah. was there wasn't much when we got our first one as well. Perfect but, Dark Cameo and uh, Madden. Yeah, but now it's huge. The library is huge, yeah. and I've invested say, so much money that, that it's system. It's probably about the eighteen month mark when it just all of a sudden yeah. just blew up. But mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're giving up on backwards compatibility. I mean, I, under, I understand it from a business perspective as far as money wise. Yeah, but uh, I guess from I'll what they're saying, if you wanted to incorporate backwards compatibility compatibility into the system, that system will cost you about another one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, to buy. and plus, wow. all you're doing with that backwards compatibility is encouraging further used game sales, which they don't want. But from a business perspective, aren't they ultimately just fucking developers? Yes. Yeah. Like I'm just going off. I'm, I'm really ignorant to this. I'm really just going off what your guys' conversation uh-huh. so far. They are, and it really just means like 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 you're saying it's just a numbers game. If you mm-hmm. if you take away the numbers, they're just simply you just can't put the investment into making a great game if you're not going to reach the numbers to sell the amount of games that you can sell. And, you, and you're seeing that now in some really weird ways. Uh, for example, I think it's what three million sales for Tomb Raider, three point five million sales. Yeah, and still a failure. And they called that a failure. Which they and, had projected like five right. million plus for it to be a success. Right. And all their money for advertising and all the other bullshit that they put on it. And I think it's, what, 200,000 sales for Dark Souls? And that was a blow-away success. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's... Because it had a less of a... And see, and Dark Souls is exactly... Much as that game frustrates the fuck out of me, and I had to sell my copy back because it made me angry, uh, it is an interesting niche game. And that's what it's going to take. Everything's going to get fucked up. The AAA publishers, they can't afford to stay in the game. They can't do it, but that gives us a chance for some little scrappy, bootstrappy guys to make some really interesting games that focus on gameplay again, that don't cost a bazillion dollars, that can make their nut by selling a couple hundred thousand units. What do we lose? But are they going to have to use the Xbox to do that, or can they just do it on a mobile platform like your phone? I think think the Steam box has the best chance of success in the next run. The what? The Steam box. They're essentially going to put Steam on a console, sell it for about a grand. It'll basically put right in, hook right into your okay. big TV. It goes for big screen mode. Well, hardware aside, a controller and there um, you go. Those big AAA titles cost a lot of money a lot of times because they have such great audio and such great visuals. Yep. We're going to lose a lot of that. You might lose. Small indie. Uh, you might lose a little bit of it, but it. honestly. I'd You're rather have wrong. a game that plays well than a game that looks super good. There's a there's a balance. Mm-hmm. I, I just right now we're in that weird place with the uncanny valley, you know, where things sure. don't quite look hyper realistic yet. Yeah, but it's just th- th- there's not that, and this next generation is going to suffer too because there's not that big of a leap in visual fidelity. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go, oh, that's an Xbox Four game. Okay. game. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know because I because I can't see it. I, I, I disagree with that. What do you? What have you seen when, that's blown you away like uh, that? Just about every game that was released on the PC versus the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, I mean, you you look at you like wow. But I can again, believe that they're doing that now. But is that going to convert to the new consoles? Yes. Are they still gonna have to dumb it down? 
It's just going to be the PC of two years ago. Oh, it's. It, I mean, you're right? going to see the difference. I mean, yeah, certainly if you advance four years, yeah, PC is once again going to climb above it. It always does. But when it comes out, the because the, the basically you know we're running on what six year old PCs. Yep. Ba- these Xboxes. Xboxes are six years and, old, and plus. so. We're basically getting a new computer with a shitload more memory and a lot more graphics capability. And they're able to do what the, uh, not the highest end PCs, but a strong PC are able to do. Yeah. And even if you take the graphics and audio down to a level like from five, six years ago, fine, it's still playable. But there's still a lot of writing and a lot of gameplay design encoding that you just can't have five guys doing. You need, right. that's where you put your resources. Well, that, well you're li- you license engines. Yeah. But then well, also, still, but like like Matt was saying, they're mm-hmm. fucking the developers. And part of the problem is Microsoft and their hubris. They are the big winners right now. And this whole thing of always online type requirements and you know prohibitive uh, measures to stop people from using u- buying used games and all these kind of things. Um, but also, Xbox has huge hurdles as far as getting your content on their system for sale. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see those documentaries about that? Ridiculous. Huge hurdles. Incredibly about expensive. Super Meat Boy? Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they won't lower that bar of to entry. There's a certain sensibility to that. You don't want nothing but shit flooding, or else you end up with the iOS market. Speak for yourself. Oh, I'm, okay. Do you, do you like the iOS market? No, I like rivers of shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, how difficult it can be. You're yeah, laughing at banana yeah. jokes. You know how difficult it can be to, to surf through the iPhone apps yeah. to try and find something of actual quality sometimes. Yes, I agree. Right? So there's something to be said for a bit of a filter system, but at the same time, that, really al- that device really allows for ground-level... Basement garage guys to put something up and make a little money. Oh, definitely. And and, and for me, is that is the only thing that I like. I love games, so I stopped playing them because I get addicted to them and I and I can't function in life. Uh huh. So I just use iPhone games, and those even still I get shit from sure. my wife for just being like, "Are you seriously still playing that game?" And I'm like, "Did you get Candy yep. Crush yet?" No, I didn't. Good. do Candy Don't Crush. do it. Oh my god, I've, heard, I've heard so many people. Are, I don't my, do it. My girlfriend's. I'm doing Lyswater. Limited play, man. They get you every Lyswater. time. My it's wife. From the is, makers of You Don't Know Jack. Oh my god, that's a. That, they're great. Jelly Vision. It's really funny. Is it yeah, awesome? Lyswater is really Lyswater. funny. Lyswater. What's that about? Um, it has like little bugs that pop up, and they all have have statements on them and a topic. So, oh, uh, you know, I'll just I'm just gonna play around with you guys right now. All right. Would that be the funny? That'd be the best thing. Sure. Right? It'll yeah. be really quick. Yeah. Okay, well, so. well, while you're bringing that up, I'm gonna go ahead and. Do the Do it. next one. Nintendo has taken the very direct step of sending out messages to Wii owners. Not to tell them that their system is being updated. To tell them that their system is now out of date. Uh, continuing a recent exercise in the company finally realizing, holy shit, we really should have called this thing something else. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> Nintendo's message spells out explicitly as it can that the Wii U is an entirely new system. Not a re-release of the Wii, not an add-on, not a variant, an entirely new system, okay? So that's, uh, if you're a Wii owner, that's what you got this week. Yeah, Engadget wow. had a little survey that they did like where they, they went and reviewed a bunch of like random people that owned Wiis and asked them you know, what they thought of the Wii U. And there was an extraordinarily large percentage of people that thought it was an add-on for their existing console. It looks like so it. So they didn't realize that, they, it was, that it was an entirely new console. That's oh, hilarious. Man. And that the, stinks. And the yeah. other thing, the craziest thing about that system, the Wii got all that um, casual gamer support and interest, you know, grandma buying that shit, because it's a stick that you wave in front of the TV with two buttons on it. Yeah. 
Now, when they look at the Wii U and they see it as an add-on, they look at that that new screen and the controls on that thing. They see two joysticks, a D-pad, a set of buttons, two triggers, and they get fucking scared shitless. They can't. They don't like all these controls. Yeah, it's too much of a barrier to entry for these casual people. So they've they've gone completely backwards on what gave them such a an interesting inroad with the Wii. It's weird. It's like they just yeah. they totally undid what the, the the great goodwill that they'd garnered, and then precisely the naming thing. Dummies don't know. Even halfway smart people don't know. If you're not interested in games. You would have no way of knowing there's a difference between a Wii and a Wii U. What's it called in Japan? Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> Come again? A Wii U. A Wii U. It's a Wii U. Are you kidding? In I know. The jungle, the mighty jungle. <laughs> a Wii U. A Wii U. A Wii U. See, it's funny because the Wii U sounds like a Wimbu. <laughs> Thank you, other banana. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, it's my turn. I, you play different people. You have to play against someone. Okay. Lie swatter. Yeah, lie swatter. So right now, I, just, I push that up, and now a bunch of bugs are about to appear on my screen, and it'll zoom in, and you'll have statements on all of them. Two or three of these are true, but I have to pick from. Oh, uh, this my my opponent chose six six six. Okay. Okay. So two, two or three of these are true, and the One rest of are lies. You have, to right. swat, you have to try to swat the lies all and right. not swat the truth. So if you the add statements up, are if you add up all the numbers on a roulette wheel, you get six six six. Okay. You can spell devil on your calculator by multiplying six 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 times six six six. That's false. You want me? To, I will swat it right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a swat. I'll swat it. Swat. It's a lie. And yep. then it goes away. Boom. Okay. Cool. What a fun little game. Yeah. Ronald Reagan's street address after he was president was six six six. Uh, that's true. The dirt devil uh, originally cost sixty six dollars and sixty cents. I don't think that's true. The town of Hell, Michigan. Is at 666 feet above sea level. I don't think that's true. 666 people died on the Hindenburg. Uh, the Hell uh, Town is the false one. You want me to SWAT Hell? Yeah. The town of Hell, Michigan. SWAT is a lie. Yeah. And then uh, we don't have to keep playing, but let's do. Uh, I know way Brett too Favre much about the market. You're, you're good at the you don't know Jack game. I so am. This, this, is, uh, this was see okay so see this is what, what would you uh, all agree that this is pretty much useless trivia? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. This is what I. This is the position I played on the quick recall team <laughs> in high school. We had math guys, we had history buffs, we had geography people. I was the guy who could tell you, you know, Pac-Man was made by Namco and shit like that. But because <laughs> oh, because it's, you know Jack, when you swat a truth, it usually has something funny written out at, at the end. So I'll swat. What did you think was true? Ronald Reagan's street address. That is true. After he was president, was six six six. It says true. Uh. And then the bug flies away. Yeah. And says his wife Nancy got it changed to six six eight. That's yeah. just a fun fact. Adam. Well, see, because that Reagan shit goes kind of deep. Uh, Here we go. Oh man, no. I know I struck a nerve. Well, no, it's just uh, what's his what's his middle name? Ronald. Uh, uh, Eugene. No, what is it? What is his middle name? Reginald. No, no, no. Wilson. W i l s o n. Yeah. R o n a l d. W i l s o n. Counting on his fingers each time spelling. R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-R-E-A-G-I-
you just can't get enough shit done. Like, if you want yeah. to rule the Even world, the, devil, the last position yeah. you want is president of the United States. Yeah, no, no. You're going to get cock-blocked everywhere you turn. You can't fight. No. Even if you're the devil, you can't get shit done in Washington. Nope. He did make a monkey movie, but other than that, yeah, yeah not enough shit. And finally, this story. Uh, a few times a week, Joe Nagy would experience a runny nose that he described as being, quote, like tears out of your eyes. Ugh. As you time went on... Shit. The problem became more persistent. He tried allergy medicine, but it didn't help his runny nose. It took 18 months for Nagy to seek medical attention, but it was only after he was embarrassed when he thought he'd drip some snot on the blueprints for some model planes. But again, it wasn't snot. It was brain fluid. What? And it had been leaking out of his head for 18 months. Ah. Nagy was suffering from a hole in the membrane around his brain, which caused the fluid to leak out through his nose. That was actually a Grey's Anatomy episode a couple seasons ago. I'm not lying. It's real. Barrow Neurological Institute neurosurgeon Peter whatever said that his brain can produce as much as 12 ounces of fluid per day. But he also said, quote, this is one of the more common conditions to be missed for a long time because so many people have runny noses. Of course, after routine surgery, Nagy is fine. And now you all want to Got check. Got a drain on the brain. Yeah. Fluid yeah, drain from the membrane. Yeah. Uh, my runny nose is fine. Thank you. <laughs> I have no brain, so it can't possibly be brain fluid. Zoink. Said that the scarecrow. Wow. Pull up, pull up, Maverick. No, 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 I'm dead. <laughs> so what's your ad suits? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Bully. And watch the Ugly Couch Show itself. We tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. I didn't even get to bust your balls for posting that bullshit Luke Skywalker article on your Facebook page. Oh, go How's ahead. You got time to bust his balls. <laughs> How's it bullshit? It should have been called uh, uh, Mark Hamill descends on the on, on Star Wars fans at their most vulnerable and stirs the pot. That's what that article is. Mark <laughs> Hamill tries great. to get a job. He's got a job. All he did was... Maybe. He's, he made it sound he's like he had a long conversation with George Lucas. He had a short conversation with George Lucas that composed the word, Yes. Yeah, and then and then all he went off as if he had like spoke truth to power, George Lucas, where he finally let George Lucas know what was what, and all he did was just say everything that every Star Wars fan at the you're, convention was you're thinking. You're right, you're right, but I think I think hopefully that there's a chance that he can speak truth to J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I think J.J. Abrams will listen. Yeah. I do think he will. Maybe because, he'll read the article. As I'll tell you, what's interesting about Mark Hamill is he's become a better performer over the years. Yeah, believe it or not, through all his voice work and everything, right. he's even. I mean, he was good in the Star Wars movies. No. I thought he was good. Well, you know, <laughs> I thought he was terrible. Yeah, I, I, he by Jedi, he, I thought he'd gotten some chops. I agree. I, no, I'm saying you're, I'm, I'm with you that he has improved, he has improved. over time because his voice work is amazing. Yeah, his voice work is incredible. So, so I think it's great that he gets a chance to come back and even give more uh, pathos to that character and make it more interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I just get hyped, man. I'm I'm hyped, dude. I really am excited about these new movies in a way. That. You like the Abrams relaunch of Star Trek. I did. I really thoroughly did. a lot of Star Trek fans do not. I did, but and the reason is, it's basically Star Wars. That first new movie is... Uh, uh, the parallels between it and the first Star Wars movie yeah. are amazing. That was not a big Trekkie. I enjoyed the first Star Wars. There you go. Uh, the first, Star the, Trek first the new did. Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I would enjoy J.J. Yeah. Abrams doing it. Star, well, Star Wars. Abrams modeled that new Star Trek movie a lot after Star Wars. Yeah, it's one that's because he was a Star Wars say. fan. Yep, he was not a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. The writers, uh, Roberto Orsi, Orsi and Alex Kurtzman, 
were Star Trek fans. So all of the little fan service that's in the film is there because of those guys. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the visual and the look and the feel, a lot of reason that you have the 09 film feel like a Star Wars movie is because Abrams was a huge Star Trek One or Star Wars fan and that's what he put his touch on it. His, it takes it too far in the next one where he, look. Spock confesses to being Kirk's father. Mm-hmm. It, goes, it goes a little over the <laughs> line. You're right. A little much. Well, now see, this is going to be the challenge. It's not true. The challenge will be... <laughs> it's impossible. <The> cha- <laughs> 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 Anything's possible. <laughs> I'm in the Star Trek movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks. <laughs> Script written by Rasta Vanant. <laughs> well, and an interesting, like, is he going to be able to keep that balance? Because he's going to be directing I mean. the well, new Star Wars not film. Only that, but he's also going to be producing the next Star Trek film. The fact that he's a fan is what makes it tricky. When you love something, yeah, it's very hard it. to approach it mm-hmm. from, you know, True. without being precious. So it's going to be much harder. It might not be, it might not be what we want. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, much harder to polish a and turd. And also, you got to remember, Disney. <laughs> no, in your mind, on it. even yes. in your mind, in your mind, it's much easier to polish a turd than it is to like exactly do something. You're yes, pretty. I don't think having Disney's touch on it though is going to affect it in a bad way. Oh, not at all. Yeah. I'm just saying from <laughs> Luke. I need your help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying just from Gosh, Abrams, from Abrams' point of view, it's going to be difficult to uh, to keep it in check. We got yeah. blasted in the tail. Well, but he's also <laughs> surrounded himself with a good group of people, so I don't think they'll Gosh. let him get to. <laughs> A second door. People are worried about it being Disney because they're worried about it being kid-like. But, you know, no. Disney knows how to do kid stuff and they know how to do PG-13. Whereas Lucas's idea of keeping it kid is, you said people are going to die, you know? And, yeah. it's gonna, I don't have, have any problem with Disney taking child in the movie. No problem. That'll, yeah. make sense. That'll, be, that'll make it better for the kids. But even Especially when a 16-year-old girl is... Lustfully looking after that ten-year-old child—it's <laughs> the grossest thing. That'll be good for kids. Those movies are so gross. He was nine and she was fourteen. Okay, they're so gross. <laughs> well, he tackled incest. Why wouldn't he go? He to, made it uh, for the ten-year-old him. Maybe. Movies are gross. Mark Hamill did make one good point, where he made fun of the Return of the Jedi uh, plot because he said that they built the Death Star in the first one, and 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 Lucas had to confess to saying, "If I knew they were going to let me make a third, I would have waited to the third yeah. to blow up the Death Star." Yeah. But I had nothing, so we're building another Death Star, and uh, that chick's your sister. Yeah, and Luke was, and, 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 and it was interesting because Han was like, Han was like, yeah, and he was like, or, uh, that was the one good point. That was a good point. Yeah, Mark Mark Cam was like, really, this is the fucking plot? Because I know it's going dark. Like he was, he, he was saying he was getting fitted out for the new costumes and everything. He's like, oh, okay, black, all right, we're going we're taking a turn here, and then it's like, what, another Death Star? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. She's my sister. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah. <laughs> like, so there's one hot chick in the galaxy. You had to make her my exactly, sister. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> very, very funny, man. Well, the Wired article on Star Wars, uh, the new one, is, is kind of interesting because they, they talk about the parallels between Episode Four and Episode Six because it's, that it's almost exactly the same movie. You swap out a lot of the characters, and you have exactly Star Wars, New Hope and Return of the Jedi are basically the exact same film with, yes. with characters swapped out. Yep. So I thought I, even you know, I know that something that I had really shit mm-hmm. hadn't really thought about much. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I have a blast here, as always. Oh, thank you, sir, for joining for us. Coming. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Deb and Barry, for uh, returning to home. Taking time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, great. I'll be at the Goofy Hut in uh, St. Olaf, Minnesota on May 4th. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You great can, eggs at 
great exit there. Yeah. No, uh, you can catch me at a geekintexas.com, which is the second least updated site in the universe. <laughs> it's been what six months since you updated it. See what I mean? No, he did it recently. Did he? He did. Yeah. I read. I read a recent recently, post, which is means I. I, I, would, I would say that your posts coincide with Ugly Cow Show posts. Yeah, I did say second, it. didn't I? <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys, you have so many listeners. You really got to be reaching out to them more. I'm, I know. I'm fucking yelling at you right now. I know. No, I, I know. Your, we, download, we need to, we your need download to, numbers are great. Yeah, we need to fix this shit. If not for busyness and, and for <laughs> incredibly debilitating cluster right headaches, you would door. have another right. website. So There's no reason for excuses. It's no. in the works. <laughs> I, it's been in the works for a year. If but. not for Banana Man, you'd have another head. Barry, I tell you what. Would, a, would, would cash change the situation? Um, I see an empty mouth. And a lap oh, that is boy. not. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly <laughs> saying, if I gave you money. No, help, no, okay. it's not a matter of money. I'm just. It's your right. pretty mouth. I got <laughs> you. It's your pretty, pretty bearded mouth. All right. And well, until next soft. week, I am Master Torgo. I would like to thank you all. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank you all a bunch. <laughs> hey! Because you got money. Bananas, bananas come in bunches. Yeah, bunch. you know. <laughs> That's how we grow on the vine. And then we drop off and we stack them. Anyway. And the daylight come and you want to go home. Hey, I have a headache now. 80s Jeff. (laughs) Dr. Vlarg. Jess Michael. Oh, that's you. Oh, and Deb. I already did mine, didn't I? I don't even know anymore. You can say it again. again. I'm Matt Donnelly. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week. Oh, God. See, you took the end, Craig. You took the end. That's because I always go last. I always wait to go last because I'm not on that often. Like Anne Chevy Chase. You took the end. She deserves it. She 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 has a better agent. Uh, Pardon me. That's not it. So. That's always it. I wanted to give a shout out to the toy store. I believe it's called the toy store down on Fremont. I hope you cut this episode. Oh, the, right it's a toy, shack? The... toy shack, precisely. The toy shack. Oh, the toy shack is great. The I toy shack the toy is shack. fantastic. It's so uh, good. I you almost one remember of our... their name, huh? Yeah, it's so good. So awesome. I remember their name. name. Yeah. Toy shack. The... It is an awesome store. Uh, prices are a little steep, but they're actually pretty much fair to market. And on they'll a lot actually of stuff. work with you on that. You can actually dicker with them. A bit. Well, I didn't dicker because I went in there the other day. I call it haggle. You dicker people, and oh, all the time with this Republican congressman who says something else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I almost said it myself, and I was like, nah, I don't need that heat. Uh, <laughs> the banana could say it. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there before me was one of the three figures I had left to get for my Simpsons collection. Oh, Radioactive wow. Homer, right there, boom, in the box. 100 bucks, which is fair market value. That's as cheap as I've seen it anywhere online. And so I just went ahead and threw down, and I got it. So now I'm that much closer. Glad I got it. Would we really you take ninety for left. this? Huh? And and your last two are just alternate characters. Right? My last two, is, well, I and I and then I the next the very next day I ordered my second to last one. Hopefully, huh? hopefully, you never quite know when you order these things. I looked at what they've got up there as the box, the packaging, and everything is the second run of Mo, with just a simple different coloration. Yeah. So if that comes through. And all I need is Stonecutter Lenny. That's it. And I'm done. Wow. wow. Are you sure? Yep. Oh, believe me. Well, I fully endorse a Toy Shack 2 because my girl's art is actually there on sale, her 3D art. So, really? Yeah. So. I must have seen some of those pieces and just not realized that was hers. That place is so full of stuff. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is a, a sensory overload, but it's a lot like my room, so I kind of feel at home there. I think we all should try it. Oh! See, 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 see.